Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. It's that time once again, Mike Hill, Aaron Torres, hanging out with you in our Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Keep it an eye on the late games that's going on. We got a marquee game going on in New Orleans. I guess you can still say it's a marquee game because it's the Eagles, the defending world champions at four and five, even though they're struggling, taking on the seemingly unstoppable New Orleans Saints in the incomparable and the ageless Drew Brees, Aaron. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I I don't know if it is still marquee the way the Eagles are playing. Four and five, they haven't won back-to-back games all season long. It's all we got. It's all we got right now. I, I, I'm just saying. I compare, mean, I'm like, com- compared to the other games com- that's up there. I was going to say, compared to Raiders-Cardinals, yeah. this, is, uh, this might as well be uh, you know Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl here. But I, I'm just saying. Eagles I'm, a little disappointed. Broncos, Chargers, yeah, AFC West rivalry. You know how it kind of goes. Whatever sure. Broncos with the lead. But and the Chargers looking good. They could actually make a run for the – I ain't going to say it. <laughs> I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Because usually it's the, the, the other way around. Usually the Chargers start off slow and then they kind of, you know, hit a, a stride in December and yeah. Phillip Rivers runs off like four or five games. I, I, I'm, something about me, something about this, so this team tells me 
that maybe it's going to be the opposite, even though they're getting Joey Bosa back. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? Yeah. Is like, in theory, they're hitting their peak, they're getting Joey Bosa back, but in my mind, I'm looking at it from the exact opposite. They, they were sloppy against the Raiders last week. Uh-huh. Two weeks ago against the Seahawks, Russell Wilson had to play at the end of the game to win that one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, great team, talented team, good record. Yeah. I don't know that I'm buying them at this particular season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, Kansas City's still the class, of course, the AOC. And and, and how about Pittsburgh, what they did today against Jacksonville, man. And I, I got to give some love to Ben Roethlisberger because early on, it, it just looked like Ben was going to need counseling uh, <laughs> like he did the, the first game that they played last year. Remember, that was a rematch of the AFC Championship game, and uh, Ben actually played good in that game. But the first time in the regular season last year when Ben threw us five picks, I believe, in that game. and feel sick. And yeah, and and he was sick early on because Jalen Ramsey, who was uh, talking to talk in the offseason, the GQ magazine oh, ad, and well, you know what? He walked the walk early, picking him off a, a couple of times, and they actually had another pick of uh, Ben Roethlisberger that got got called back because of a um, roughing a passer penalty. But Ben did his thing, bringing him back, scoring a game winning touchdown with three seconds on the clock. I was gonna say, by the way, did you see this morning rumors start to percolate that uh, Jalen Ramsey might be on the trade block this offseason? You think he was a little Fired up, had a little extra something-something in the tank today. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then the Jaguars came out and said there's no truth to the rumors. Of course, you know how that goes, man. You know, a lot of times they'll throw it out there and they'll say, hey, no truth. We're not trying. Because, you know, the the, the teams aren't going to play their hands. And they'll say, hey, hey, we're just going to get this guy away. You know, this is one of the best talented defensive players in the NFL. We are very happy with this guy. Yeah, he talks a lot. And, yes, he hasn't been living up to his talking so far this season. But he's still one of the best and you don't want to mess with him in the NFL, as Ben Roethlisberger found out earlier today. But once again, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, maybe, maybe, starting to hit the stride yes. at the right time. I'm just always. saying. Always. No, I was just going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Mike, but it is early in the season, it was so sloppy. We know about that opener against the Browns tie game. And I, I remember vividly three, four weeks into the season, it just didn't look good. And I said, uh, you know, it's a changing of the guard. At the time, the, mm-hmm. the, the Patriots weren't playing well. The Seahawks weren't playing well. And all of a sudden, we're hitting the stretch here. And obviously, I know the Patriots are on a bye coming off the loss. But Seahawks playing well after that Thursday night game. And the Steelers, as you said, Mike, they're hitting their stride. And they're going to win the NFC, uh, the AFC uh, North once again. I mean, six wins in the row for the Steelers. And the most impressive one came to I mean, they scored 52 points against the yeah. Panthers, what, 10 days ago on Thursday night football and uh, Cam Newton and those guys. But... To come back and to be down 16-0 against this Jaguars defense, which hasn't played like the Jaguars defense from last year, uh, but through three quarters. They look like last year's Jaguars defense. They look like last year's Jaguars team. You know, defense was good. The running attack was strong with Leonard Fournette. They were imposing their will. They were being physical. Blake Bortles kind of sucked. You know, all (laughs) of it. Yeah, everything was – it just seemed like 2017 all over again. And then – all of a sudden, give credit to the Steelers. I had to call my boy Jim Jackson, a huge Steelers fans, and shout out my man Alex in here, you know, on the board, our executive board operator, uh, wearing his Steelers jacket with pride today. Yes, and I'm wondering if he would have kept it on had they 
continue to lose and lost the way it looked like they were going to lose. Mike, are you doubting my loyalty to the yes, Pittsburgh I am. Nation? Yes. Why yes. would you do such a thing? Uh, because Wait. you, you could have said it was, hey, it's not as cold as I thought it was when you first walked into the studio. It's a jacket. It's not like it's a T-shirt and you would have been like nipples out. It is you a pullover. I, mean? <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. You I got to say, by the way, that is the, uh, what is that, the official uh, off-week, uh, you know, military appreciation? Yes. yes. Last year Where do you even get that? Uh, my dad actually got a hookup through Nike, so he okay. actually got me one of the ones that were pre-released. I just want to be clear. You're not sitting in here in the old school Tommy Maddox no. worn jersey. I no. mean, this is some official stuff you got going on there. I'm impressed. Thank you. My dad actually went all out for me this year, so I uh, kind of have to rep him now. <laughs> nice change. Nice change. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to what he said. My dad actually went out for me all actually, like, actually, like your dad there. gave there you some life. There. There some <laughs> like, you throwing major shade at your dad. He actually, he actually bought me something this year. Actually. I mean, like, isn't it like the other way around, around Christmas time? You're the one that's supposed to give dad the sucky gifts for, for ties I mean, and yeah. Christmas ties and things him, yeah. like that or whatever. Now, maybe that was just his payback, and now he wants a real gift this year. Hopefully, you repaid him at Christmas time. I did. We're actually all going on a cruise next year, so your oh, boy hooked who, it up. Who is all? Uh, me, him, my sister, and his new wife and kid. Sister and new wife? Yeah, so I hooked everybody up. Oh, what a guy. Oh, man, I wish I could go into the new wife. Oh, how you like the new wife? How you like, how, how you like mom? Uh, she's cool. She's cool. There's some ups and downs to it, but... Um, <laughs> We're about to have counseling yeah, with Alex. I'm sorry. Tune in next week. Well, I'm, I'm happy you still is one today because <laughs> obviously you, it seems like... To go on a cruise with somebody you don't like, man, it's like... It's about being the bigger man. Yeah, be, it's be, about. be the bigger man. I was going to say, for a second, it sounded like she took away his video game privileges there or something it, like that. Well, stepmom. You can just ignore stepmom. You know, stepmom really doesn't matter. You know, stepmom's got to prove that she loves you enough and allow you to get away with a lot of stuff. And then it's up to dad to basically step in and say, hey, you know what? This is my wife. You're going to respect her as, you know, she's not your mom. She'll never replace. You, you see, I've actually had this conversation before. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> about therapy. Several times. I can help you get through this, Alex, man. But luckily for you, your Steelers got the job done today. Hey, man, you know what? Uh, Alex Smith. Uh, wow. 33 years after Joe Theismann. Like fractured his ankle when Lawrence Taylor and the, the Giants did that to him on the day, the anniversary with Joe Theismann in the house. Alex Smith of the Skins has a similar injury, a broken what tibula and fibula, and and he's you know having surgery. Obviously, he's out for the season. Yeah, Joe Theismann in the stadium. That yeah. that was a crazy part on the actual day, the anniversary. I, I will say this: I was. In the other room, I heard the injury. Oh. I heard the broadcast of the injury happen. Uh-huh. Have not seen pictures. Have no desire to see pictures. But as you said, Mike, out for the year for a team that uh, you know is in the thick of the playoff race in the NFC East. Oh, I'm one of those guys that like I don't know. Man, am I You're sick? Into that stuff, yeah. And I'm, am I kind of weird? I like I, I hear about a gruesome injury, and it's like I, I yeah, I don't want to see it, but then I gotta see it, and then I see it, and I'm like, why the hell did I look at that? Here's it. Here's a here's a play right here. You can hear. Here comes the blitz. The call McLean. Alex Smith under heat. He's steamrolled at the 40 yard line. That takes him out of field goal range. And Alex Smith is hurt. Alex Smith is hurt. He clutched his right knee as he went down, and he is hurt. Uh, he's hurt bad, man. Look at him. Uh, he's in a lot of pain. He's got his hands over uh, his face. I think he realizes that this is a serious injury. It was the corner coming clean. and Oh, it's his ankle. It's like his ankle. Looks like he, he could have a broken ankle. No, he does have a broken ankle. It's a broken ankle. Wow. When they diagnose it without the doctors coming out, yeah, <laughs> you know how bad it is because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where you the, the leg is in the air, 
and your your leg is pointed one way and your foot is going the opposite direction. It's like that, that L-shaped type of thing. It's kind of hanging off or whatever. He diagnosed it without being a doctor. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know who that color commentator was, but it was very clear that the injury was very apparent just from watching. The Redskins Radio Network with the call. So Alex Smith came in. Her, actually, Colt McCoy came in and, and looked good for the Skins. Uh, led him on a, uh, a go-ahead touchdown in his first possession, his first throw of the ball game. Actually, they had the lead, but then Texans came back with two field goals to take the win. And the Texans, man, look, I'm going to tell you right now, beginning of the season, I said my Super Bowl picks were the L.A. Rams. And the Houston Texans. Now, after three weeks, I had people that was throwing out those tweets because you know how people want to, they want to get you, they want to make sure it's wrong. They want to always happy when you're wrong. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, we don't see about the Rams. We'll see about the Rams. But your Texans pick doesn't look good right now, 0 3. Just saying, you know, it's a long season. Things happen. And the Texans, what, they won seven, eight in a row now? Seven in a row? Seven in a row. Seven in a row after an 0 3 start. Oh, yeah. Give them some love. Mike, great pick, my man. Oh, great thanks. Pick. Oh, I didn't say give me some love. I said give I, them some oh, love. Oh, I thought you said give it me some love. It ain't all about it. It ain't just about me, Aaron. I it's mean, okay. I know. I mean, it's okay. You can own it. A lot you of times. You nailed time. that one. A it's lot okay. of times. Well, well, it ain't over yet. I mean, like, okay. the Rams, you know, still sometimes I don't trust their defense. We'll see what happens against Kansas City tomorrow. It's going to be a big game. I was going to say, I don't know how much time with all this stuff in real time we're going to have to talk about, but obviously that's a huge game tomorrow night. And I had this conversation on air on my show last, last night with Arnie Spanier is that Rams defense, I, I know we'll get to it later. A lot of points they've given up the last couple weeks for all those big names. Yeah. I think that's kind of one of the storylines that's going a little bit under the radar going into tomorrow night. Yeah, and, and they got one of the best defensive coordinators, um, I think, of all time, Wade Phillips. I yep. mean, so, you know, he's got to get it together. But sometimes when you put those high-priced free agents together, talent alone, winning a championship has never been done on paper. Yep. You know, you could put Sue, you could put Peters, you could put all those guys out there and – if they don't have the glue that brings it all together, it's not going to happen. So the Rams, as great as they are on offense, I don't trust them defensively. But then again, I can say the same thing for the top offensive teams out there. Except New Orleans is playing a little bit better this year. New Orleans is playing a lot better defensively this year. Uh, but Kansas City, definitely say the same thing about them. As great as their offense is, don't trust their defense. I mean, it's going to be like, to me, I really feel like tomorrow night's football game is going to be like an arena-type atmosphere. In the Coliseum. I was going to say highest over-under ever in the history of Vegas. Is it? I believe so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it might get the over. Oh, be yeah. honest with you. What is the over-under? you remember? Uh, I think it was 66, 68, somewhere. In oh, wow. Up, upper, wow. Mid, mid to upper 60s. I know I sound like I'm doing the weather right now, but uh, somewhere 63, 64, somewhere in there. All right, keeping you up to date, the Chargers uh, rolling right Go now. They're Chargers. inside the uh, red zone, down to the 10. Williams with the catch inside the 10-yard line. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers down 7-6 right now on the four-yard line. They got a first and goal with just under three minutes to play in that ball game. We keep you posted there. Meanwhile, New Orleans Saints up 10-0 once again over the Eagles. Drew Brees. Uh, well, 10 of 15, 122 yards, and one touchdown pass in this game going to uh, Carr and uh, Carson Wentz. Well, Carson Wentz is not playing well right now. Talk yeah. about that Saints defense. One of five, and uh, he's actually got uh, as many uh, receptions to the other team as he has to his own team. One of five, one interception on the day. I was going to say, with Carson Wentz, you look at the statistics, you look at the box scores, 
statistically he is having actually a, a, a comparable season to last year. Mm-hmm. I just feel like something's missing though. Like you watched that Cowboys game last week, he missed a lot of easy throws. You know, it allowed the Cowboys to stay in the game the whole you know throughout the four quarters. I just I don't know if he's just coming back from injury. I don't know if maybe. He, uh, you know, had an out-of-body experience last year where he played above his head. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem like the same guy this year. But statistically, again, you look at the numbers, they're very comparable to last year. Well, Car- well Carson is coming back from that injury. Of course, yep. he was having an MVP-type season before he That's tore that. his ACL. And the Chargers, just uh, it's Keenan Allen uh, in the end zone for the Chargers as they have taken the lead uh, against the uh, Denver Broncos. That game being played in Los Angeles in the soccer stadium down there. I wonder how many Broncos fans are there. That, that always All kills me. Char- yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's terrible. I'm sorry, Chargers fan. I just got to tell you, man. Look, look. I, it, honestly, you might be bitter because you're not in San Diego anymore, but it's still the Chargers, still a team that you love or whatever. It's not necessarily the players' fault. Sometimes you got to look at the owners, whatever. I can understand. Look, it's your hard-earned money. But when you look at that soccer stadium down there that is not a football field, it's not a football stadium, what, they got 25, 30,000 seats in there, and all of them, uh, look at that orange! Look at All that orange, purple. Yeah, that is just, that's not even fair. When's the last time the Chargers played an actual home game? When's the last time they played in San Diego? Uh, that's crazy. That yeah. is so. When the new when is the new stadium available? Two two years from now, probably about two. Twenty. Goodness gracious! But but do you think they're going to actually get people up here when the new stadium? No, I don't he, think he, they will. Here's the thing, man. And look, I understand. You know, it's your money, loyalty. Once again, Saints in the end zone, seventeen nothing. By the way. Uh, in that game, we'll get the uh, touchdown for you in just a second. Uh, Mark Ingram in the end zone for a touchdown there. Uh, 17 nothing over the Eagles. Uh, we'll get, but don't do this, Aaron. Don't be that guy. They're 72 or that fan. When all of a sudden the Chargers, if they go on a roll and they start making that run, they, like, they become the Rams, they win the Super Bowl. Worst Super Bowl parade ever. <laughs> don't come out. I don't want to see you come out all of a sudden. I don't want to see Chargers gear. If you ain't been wearing Chargers gear all year, and then all of a sudden they go on and make a run into the postseason and they get into the Super Bowl and L.A. is jumping, and they jumping, and all of a sudden I go to Atlanta hanging out with my girl and I see all these Chargers fans, hey, I'm from L.A. No, you ain't from L.A. Where were you? You weren't at the stadium? I don't want to hear it, man. I hate those kind of fans. Don't jump on the bandwagon because they don't want you. I'm not even a Chargers fan. I feel that way. I was going to say, would there even be a parade if they won the Super Bowl? Hey, where, where? That's what I'm saying. Where, where, gonna be a, where's it going to be a parade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Phillip River Street, he's going to have one. He's his gonna, kids, yeah. He'll be able to invite. He'll be invite. He'll All his kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. He's got a lot of kids. He'll be able to invite all of the real Chargers fans to his house for the parade. For sure. Backyard barbecue. <laughs> exactly. Nice little backyard barbecue for winning the Super Bowl. All right, we got so much more to catch up on. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres, hanging out with you, getting you caught up on the, uh, the earlier games from today and uh, keeping an eye on the late game, Saints once again up 17 nothing. We'll get you an update on that and much, much more. Just getting started right here on Fox Sports Radio. Stick around. All right, look up. Eagles on the board. All right. Rushing touchdown for Adams. Long touchdown run against the Saints. Just happened at the Superdome. And it is now 17-6. Eagles on the board against the New Orleans Saints. Mike Hill. Aaron Torres with you on Fox Sports Radio, keeping you up to date on what's going on around the uh, NFL. Good action earlier today as well. And I was just about to say, what do you got? Looking at the NFC East. And it wasn't going to be a bold prediction. 
but just looking at the landscape of it. And I know a lot of people think that because I'm a Giants fan, I'm about to go there and say the boldest, most crazy, idiotic stuff in the world. And I won't because I'm not that crazy. I'm not that dumb. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that the New York Giants. No, I'm not going there. Don't worry about it. No, the Dallas Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East this year. I'll say this. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, I was on their show a few weeks ago. They do this thing called the hot seat. Are you familiar with the hot seat? Mm, well, uh, yeah, like, I've, been, like, I've been fired a couple of times. Well, well listen, I, I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if that's considered hot seat. Yeah, you know? not, well, it's a different it's too kind of soon, hot seat. Bro. Oh, it's so, a, no, it, wasn't, well, it, it ain't been in a while. It was a long time ago. I mean, about, yeah. Anyway, I've, I've had counseling for that. Go ahead. It's okay. A lot, a lot of counseling in this uh, in this. Yeah, well, you area. know, hey, man, I believe in it. It's, it's, it's important. Get the help you need if you got the health insurance. There you go. We'll yeah. talk it out. We'll, uh, we're here for the next two and a half hours. Thank you, Plenty man. of time. Yeah. Uh, but black couch. so they uh, so they uh, they have this hot seat segment where they invite on a guest, you know, a friend, uh-huh. and you come in with an opinion, and they jump on you. It's two against one, and you got to defend yourself. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And I came on two weeks ago. I said, Cowboys are going to win the East, and they attack. They they like, attack you. They came at me, man. It was like uh, like uh, what do they say? Animals on a on raw meat or tiger? Really? Up. Yeah. Oh, they were not happy. You got to have the bones. You got to have the structure. <laughs> There you go. There is Rob Parker. What a guy. So, but I said, I said, Eagles. I mean, this is this is an unwatchable sequel. Yeah. Redskins. Uh, this was obviously pre the traumatic injury to Alex Smith, and we hope he's okay. We hope he gets a full recovery. But when you're relying on Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, and it's not 2008, nope. I don't trust you to get through 16 games. Not not health wise, but but you know, winning and losing wise. And then the G men and the G men. And I said. Look, I'm not saying Dak's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying that Jason Garrett should survive this year. I'm just saying there's a very simple path, and that's just B, 9, and 7. That might get you in the playoffs. And you know what? (laughs) That will get the winner of this division in the playoffs. 9 and 7 is the best (laughs) any of these teams in the NFC East will finish this year. Because the Cowboys, as well as they you know, they're starting, they're five and five right now. You gonna tell me that the, the Cowboys are gonna finish better than four and two down the stretch? How about new? No, not happening. I mean, just looking at their schedule right now. I mean, they still got the Saints on their schedule. All right, that ain't happening. Um, Colts playing much better. They got the Eagles. All right, Skins, couple of guys, John. So they, 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 they could. Go four and two down the stretch. Could go four and two, which would make them nine and seven. Which at this rate, with the way the NFC East is playing right now, with what you mentioned, Skins losing Alex Smith and look, Colt McCoy, nothing against him, but like Adrian Peterson is a mutant, but he's still an old mutant. Sure. And eventually the wheels gonna fall off that or whatnot. I, nine and seven is the best a team. So Odell may have been right if the Giants run the table. Sure. Which is not going to happen after what I saw today, even though they won today. It was still much too close. And even though they won last week against San Francisco, that was much too close. With a backup quarterback we hadn't even heard of three weeks ago. Is it safe to say that whoever wins this division, you will be driving to Vegas as fast as you can and betting on the other team on wildcard weekend? Oh, no, without a doubt. There is no way. They're one and done. The the winner of this division is not going far in the playoffs at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going far in the playoffs at all. I mean, it's like the first weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah, no divisional game for them. Yeah, like imagine, say, the Panthers or somebody like that with that defense, those offensive weapons. I know they didn't look sharp today, but I'm just thinking of a team that could end up in one of those wild cards. Like, I don't care if the Panthers are playing Dallas on the road, Washington on the road. I like that team, that personnel. Just an example of the kind of team that would probably, uh, you know, not make it not too pretty. But I, NFC I like what the Cowboys are doing now. I mean, as much flack as Dak gets, I mean, now that he's got a little help, I mean, sure. Zeke is still – get Zeke the damn football. Yes. Let him run the damn football. He wants to eat, let him eat. Bringing in at least a threat. Now, Amari Cooper wasn't worth the first-round pick. That was dumb. That was stupid. But it's paying off because at least it's a threat, and it takes the semblance of stacking the box against Zeke away. You got to still think about Amari Cooper on the outside. Oh, and and it makes those other receivers more valuable. Too. Yes. So all of that in Dallas's defense been playing great. Oh yeah. Dallas's defense is playing very well. I mean they. They, Vander Esch kid. Uh, oh my, he seven-man football? Yeah, the player of the week last week. Yep. I mean, to hold the Falcons to 19 points a day. I mean, the Falcons' offense ain't bad. No. Julio Jones has learned, hey, I like being in the end zone. <laughs> sure. Since he, I mean, three straight weeks of getting into the end zone. Matt Ryan, as much flag as he gets in Atlanta from Falcons fans, and yeah, he's up and down. He's still having a great season. You know, they, they got weapons on that team. To hold them to 19 points at home, that's saying something. I'm not saying the Cowboys are going far. They're just going to win this hard division. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Back-to-back road wins. Now you just take care of the teams you're supposed to at the playoffs. Uh, at home, excuse me, starting with Washington on Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, you could be looking, like we said, 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven at the playoffs. Yeah, now they're getting Redskins, and Colt McCoy's got basically three days to prepare yep. for that Cowboys uh, on the road. So it ain't really three days because they got to travel. You know what I'm saying? That's terrible. Oh, and if, I was going to say, not only Colt McCoy, but you got a whole team coming off a traumatic injury. You come into this game, you have firm control of the division. Now, all of a sudden, you could lose the lead within the division by the end of this coming week. Yeah, by the way, Cowboys' next three games are at home. Ralph Irvin, what you got, my man? Three games going on right now in the NFL. Of course, the Chargers hosting Denver in well, I guess in location only, but that said. Second and goal now. Ocean man, Keenan Allen, right to left. Another passing down. Rivers looking left. Pump fakes. Now under duress. Goes to the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Keenan Allen from Rivers. Chargers Radio, KFI 640 AM in L.A. with a 13-7 lead over Denver as they play at StubHub. Right now it is all New Orleans at home. Handoff to Ingram. Out to the right. He's going to have all kinds of space. Mark Ingram walks into the end zone. 14 yards for the touchdown. The call from WWL and Saints Radio Network. They lead Philadelphia 17-7. All tied up in the desert. Oakland and Arizona, they are locked at 14. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience earlier. Pittsburgh gets a late score from Ben Roethlisberger. They score 14 points in the last 228 of that game. Win at Jacksonville 20-16. Baltimore 24-21 over Cincinnati. Lamar Jackson had 27 carries, guys. That is the most by an NFL quarterback in a game since 1950. Wow. Lamar Jackson. The highest Tim Tebow had was 22. Oh. Well, Tim Tebow wasn't a quarterback. And and he had and and yet Lamar had twenty seven. 
in that game. And you were mentioning Dallas goes to 5-5 five and five with a 22-19 win over Atlanta. Colorado has fired their head football coach, Mike McIntyre, after six years. Kansas hires Les Miles. He'll take over for the Jayhawks. And one game going on right now in the NBA. The Grizzlies up 84-72 in Minnesota. That's with 6-12 to play in the fourth quarter. I could kick a ball more accurately to a receiver than Tim Tebow could throw it. I mean, I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I couldn't. I, no, I liked him. Unless it was late in the game. I, yeah, well, yeah, I was nah, say, still, yeah, still well, beat the Steelers. Yeah, well, then people always give him credit for that. But if you can't be, you can't take credit for a fire that you started. You know what I mean? Putting out a fire that you started. You know what I mean? What? If you started the fire, you can't take credit for putting it out. Think I about mean, that. I, ben Roethlisberger's getting it today. Hey, yeah, I mean, but that's just a little bit more. Oh, so we got a Tim Tebow fan over there. Well, I'm just saying, it, I mean, did he start the fire? Because Cause he me, didn't do anything. It was nothing that was – the, 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 the team was losing, though, before he came in at quarterback. Not not like in an individual Who, game. Who, Tim Tebow? Yeah, they got hot when he came in at quarterback. I mean, I, we, it's years I ago. I don't so, remember all those I stats. can't remember, man. Yeah. Like I said, bro, I'm like, I've been hitting the head too long, too many times. <laughs> I can't remember all those details. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yes, sir. We'll see you in Change about an subject. hour here. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was talking about Lamar Jackson. Lamar, uh, the, he was the uh, Ravens' first 100-yard rusher this year. They actually had two 100-yard rushers, rushers this year. He had 117 rushing yards, and Edwards had 115. They had 265 rushing yards against the Bengals' defense, which has been in tethers. In tethers, uh, I should say. Uh, been torn tethers sh- and tethers. Yeah, tethers and tethers. Torn the shreds over the last couple of weeks. I think they've given up at least 500 yards in the last three coming into today, and they gave up over 400 yards of offense today. So Marvin Lewis, his team goes to 5-5. Five and five. It's Lamar Jackson, 27 carries once again. 117 yards on the ground. They also threw the ball 13 to 19, 150 yards. There were some times I looked at that game, I was watching it. He looked Michael Vickish. Oh, yeah. He looked Vickish. Fast, elusive, uh, still looking down the field. I mean, not just a running quarterback, but he's a quarterback that's trying to make some things happen with his legs so he can throw the football. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Even the plays where he didn't actually just take off, where he just bought himself some time to make throws, I thought all things considering, he looked really good. And, you know, it's not like John Harbaugh, when he's been in those games, has opened up the playbook for him. I mean, I, I you could probably count how many pass attempts he had coming into today on one hand. It seemed like every time he came in, it was to run. So I thought he looked, all, all things considered, pretty good. By the way, Joe Flacco did not seem, uh, you know, he was not on the sideline there with the clipboard, happy to help, and, and, and you know, he seemed uh, not very happy to see Lamar Jackson. He already know. I mean, the writers uh, are well, he, he knows. He knows that's on. a replacement. You're play. a veteran. No. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're supposed no. to come on. No. That's my, that's my job. You think, you think I'm over at Fox and somebody's come in, some little young whippersnapper comes in and they're looking and they're on that set while I'm away or I'm sick or I'm with the family or something like that on vacation and I see the ratings go up. You think I'm a... I'm well, like, uh, no, nah, man, you got it. Uh-uh. I ain't gonna be clapping from this. Oh, man, what a great show! But isn't great that on show. you? To, no, no, no offense to you, Mike. I know you're great at what you do, but isn't that on you to step up your game? To bring no, your I game? will step up my game. Don't exactly. get me wrong. I will do that, but I'm not gonna be like sitting on the sideline, like, oh. oh my gosh, you're great. I can't wait until you replace me. No, what? here's the thing. Go if you some want games. somebody to be fake, do it that way. If Joe Flacco says, "Well, I don't want to stand on the sideline. I don't do that," you know what I'm saying? I'll help him do a practice. He want to call me. He got my number. You know what I'm saying? 
Wow. He could text me. Yeah, if I ain't with my family members or something like that, then I'll help out. But bottom line, this man's trying to take my job. But wouldn't wouldn't the counter argument to that be Joe Flacco's paid a lot of money to win games and right now they're five and five after today's win. He's completing sixty one percent of his passes, twelve TDs, six INTs. I mean, it's one thing uh if your lights out and like say say in theory mm-hmm. the Giants had a backup quarterback right. and Eli is phenomenal today, but they just want to get the other guy reps. Or to Rod Taylor is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing poorly, and they gave him no reason to come out. Now, it's different with him, and by all accounts, he's been awesome, by the way, but it's different with him. If he's playing fine and the other guy, uh, you know, they, they feel like they want to put him in, but like with Joe Flacco, he's not playing well, though. You know what nah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that way with Joe Flacco, and it's been that way basically his entire career. Sure. I mean, Ray Lewis called Joe Flacco out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his own teammate. That was six years ago. I mean, they, yeah. they called him out. I mean, yeah. you know, Ed Reed, those guys, called out the offense. But Joe Flacco, what's one thing about Joe Flacco that I like about Joe Flacco? We always stress, oh, man, uh, regular season, this guy's amazing, blah, 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 blah. And get into the postseason, do nothing, right? Sure. You get upset at those quarterbacks. What about the quarterbacks that actually when they get to the postseason? Eli. No, I ain't even going to put Eli in that category because Eli – no, I, I'm going to tell you why in just a second. Joe Flacco, when he gets into the postseason, Joe Flacco is usually, usually lights out in the postseason. He, you look at his, his numbers or whatever, his stats or whatever, now he's had bad years or whatnot, but usually when he gets in the postseason, Joe Flacco gets the job. He's had some tremendous big games to help the Ravens win some games. I've seen that. Now, Eli, on the other hand, outside of his two Super Bowl winning seasons, how many playoff games has Eli won? Not many. None! There you go. Not one playoff game outside of the eight playoff games he's won in the two Super Bowl winning season. Now, they were amazing. They were a wild card team. Took him there. Super Bowl MVP. I agree with, who was it earlier on Fox Radio this week? Was it Jerry Rice who said something? Like Jerry Rice was on saying that Eli's not on. I don't think, I, I'm a Giants fan. I love the Giants. I appreciate what Eli Manning did for the team. Eli Manning's a really good quarterback, and he'll go down as the greatest quarterback the Giants have ever seen. Is he a Hall of Famer, in my opinion? Not necessarily. Not a lock. Not a lock. Borderline. Oh, we're going to pull you in. You got the man name. You're a Giants fan. You're a Giants team. Um, you won two Super Bowls, MVP. Peyton's your brother. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to let you in. First royal family of football. Come on. Come on in. Here's your, here's your yellow jacket. Your gold jacket. Whatever. But outside of that, I think Eli's been to the playoffs three other times in his career. Five times. I mean, if you can't get your team into the postseason at least half of the times that you're actually in the league, come on, man. Seriously, well, are we we talking about Hall well, of Fame? So no, don't don't get me started with that. But with Joe Flacco, when he gets into the postseason, then all of a sudden they 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 they, they do well when he's in the postseason. Well, all I was gonna say is four out of the last five years they haven't even made the playoffs. Well, that that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. I'm not saying that Joe Flacco is the answer. Now they drafted the quarterback yep. of the future. And Lamar Jackson, I get it. Writing's on the wall. Anytime you're a veteran quarterback and they draft a quarterback in the first or second round, even the third round, yeah, you, you need to be aware. And, and it's not – the third or fourth round, maybe it's like, hey, we ain't got no capable backup. We just need – because he's getting older, we want to groom him next two or three years because we expect him to retire. I get that. But when you feel like you're still in your prime or still got five years left and then somebody drafts a quarterback first or second round, oh, they don't like you no more. They don't want you anymore. And that's what's happening in Baltimore. 
and Lamar Jackson is the future of this football sure. team. Yeah, no, and I was just going to say at the same time, but there are plenty of other examples of teams, organizations drafting the guy of the future, and the guy of the present just says, no, 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 I still got this. Whether it's obviously the most you know famous example the last couple of years is Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo in New England, although some would argue that maybe Bill Belichick didn't necessarily get his way right. in who he wanted long term, but. I mean, the Steelers just drafted a guy this year, Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Right, right. And Big Ben's like, no, I'm still Big Ben. I mean, but but, but see, in those two examples, with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's 40 years old. Tom Brady, so when Jimmy Garoppolo, he was Uh, in the— Joe Flacco is getting up there, man. I mean, yeah, but but, but Tom Tom Brady, still the GOAT, if you want to consider him the GOAT. Greatest of this era, at least. You know what I mean? He's he's top three. If you want Joe Montana, Peyton Man, I don't (laughs) know. He's definitely in the top three. No matter, I'm not even going to get into that whole debate. But I'm talking about backside of his career. Ben Roethlisberger, the reason the Steelers need to draft quarterbacks of the future when they had Joshua Dobbs and Mason Rudolph and those guys or whatever, is because Ben Roethlisberger is not even sure about his own future. That's fair. You know what I mean? When, when Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know if I want to play. Like, remember the beginning of last year, oh. in the offseason before last year, I don't know if I want to play it now. You remember that, Alex. Didn't he, he wasn't sure about that. It's Didn't not like a once-a-year thing. It's like always at the end of the year. He leaves you hanging that, out. I don't yeah. know. Maybe one more. Right, right. So you don't know. So you, you got to be prepared. That's the thing I didn't like about the Giants. Like, okay, Eli, yeah, we like him. You know, you want to respect him. I ain't saying do what he did to him last year when they benched him or whatever, and you didn't have a quarterback in the future going in there. Sure. You had Geno Smith going in there. That yes. was downright disrespectful. You know, if you would have put, you know, Webb in there, I would have been cool with that. But when you put Geno Smith in, we already know what Geno Smith can do, and you just want to bench Eli because he's not playing well and your offensive line sucks and you had no running game, that ain't, that's not cool. That's not how you do it. If you want to look at the future and say, hey, Lamar Jackson, you're our future. We'll see what you got. Let me sit you down here, Joe Flacco, especially if they're out of the playoffs or whatever. We're going to see what you got here. We're going to put him in there. I get that. That's how you groom a quarterback, in my sure. opinion. So let me ask you real quick, mm-hmm. you being a Giants fan, do you, are you happy with the Saquon situation? Would you rather have they gone quarterback there? I like Saquon Barkley. He's I special, love Saquon course, Barkley. But... Saquon Barkley is an offensive rookie of the year. Sure. I absolutely. mean, look, the guy's been incredible. To do what he's doing behind the offensive line yep. they have, I just believe that if you're the Giants, period, for Eli's sake and for Saquon's sake, you got to have an offensive line. They, they tried to address the offensive line in the offseason. Just yeah. didn't work. Sure. Terrible decisions. Guys didn't pay out or whatever, whatnot. But Saquon is definitely going to be a star in this league. But you got to have some guys up front to open up a semblance of a hole, a small smidget of a hole for him to walk, run through. So, but what I'm saying is, though, is that you're saying Giants need a backup plan, this, that, the other thing. Obviously had the number two pick in last year's draft. They they got a transcendent type running back, but would you have preferred that they go quarterback there? No, because they weren't ready to walk away from Eli this fair, year. Fair. You know what I mean? I feel like you can you can grab a quarterback and they got somebody thinking the third round or whatever. They 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 if you like somebody second or third round, and then maybe if, you know, it could be some uh, a veteran quarterback that comes in a little bit later on. Who knows, man? But I think you 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 have to if you don't feel like there's somebody that is worthy of that number two pick at that time. And think about it. You know, Baker's, I'm with you. Baker's fine. But, but he wasn't even there, though. Uh, no, but I'm saying, but a bit, well, Baker would have been fine. But who, 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 what other quarterbacks? See, what, the, this one I'm saying, the rookie, I, I can't even remember the rookie class. It's, it's your boy, Josh Rosen, who's playing right Josh now. Josh Rosen, okay. Would, would Josh, you, would, no, hindsight, listen, being, hindsight being 2020. Listen, Sam Darnold, all I, right? I, think listen, about it. I was a Baker Mayfield guy from the beginning. I said, I don't believe in Darnold. Darnold, every statistic went down last year at USC, and yeah. I was like, I don't think he's that guy. I, I get he has the tools, but tools only take you so far. I, my point is, if I was a Giants fan, I'm with you. Saquon is can't miss. Yeah. 
And I don't think any of those quarterbacks were can't miss. I think through the first, whatever we are, 11 weeks of the season, it's been proven that the three that went after Saquon aren't can't miss. I was just asking because obviously the end is near with Eli. By the way, I don't know if there's a guy in this year's draft for you guys. But Uh-oh. anyways, that's hey, neither hey, here nor there. Hey. You guys are going to win. You know, you're going to win the next six in a row and make I, the playoffs I, I, anyway. Yeah, so. I don't know. Eli, the way Eli playing right now, Eli, what, Eli had one, uh, one, one incompletion day. And it was a ball that if he would have thrown it to Saquon in stride, it would have been a touchdown. It was right in his hands. All right, uh, still got much more to talk about here. Week 11 of the NFL season, getting you up to date on everything that's going on. It's at the half. We'll have an update for you between the uh, Chargers and the Broncos coming up right after this. Traquan Smith, tough touchdown pass. Great throw by Drew Brees. This is how, how old is Drew Brees? Uh, uh, look, I, Drew, Drew Brees is the most underappreciated superstar I agree. of our era. Hell yeah. I know he's only got one Super Bowl win. But Drew Brees, I mean, like, we, when we talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he played in an era where you can arguably say the two greatest quarterbacks of all time, he played in the era with them, <laughs> with Brady and with Manning. And for Drew Brees breaking all their records, still playing at a high level at 39 years old for the best football team in the National Football League this year, we're not appreciating. We're not giving Drew Brees a and, and 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 not only this, not only that, Aaron Torres, by the way, Mike Hill on Fox Sports Radio. Not only that, what he does for the franchise, what he's done for that franchise. When he got unceremonially, uh, unceremonial what word am I looking for? Unceremoniously? Aaron, unceremoniously. Yeah, that word. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. Let go by the Chargers for Phillip Rivers. I understand that. Went to the Saints, where the Saints were nothing. They had nothing going on. Him and Sean Payton to come in there to do what they do. And Sean Payton deserves some. Sean yeah. Payton's a Hall of Fame coach, too. But Drew Brees, to do what he's doing, man, we need to be giving him more love and more respect than he's getting. Without a doubt. I am totally on board with that. And it's what you said, Mike, is, is one, off the field, he's been incredible for the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But on the field, I don't think people remember how bad this organization was before Sean Payton and Drew Brees got there. I mean, uh, I'm a little young for it, but, you know, the bags over the heads. Mm-hmm. The ain'ts. The ain'ts. Uh, now, that was a long time before they got there. But still, this, this franchise was nothing. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. though, is, is they were just a perennial laughing stock yes. until those two got there. And... By the way, I do think it is kind of amazing. We talk so much about Brady, and maybe because Brady's so public, but I want to play till I'm 45. Drew Brees is 39, like you said. Yes. It's not 35. It's not 36. 39 years old. He's a year, 18 months younger than uh, Tom Brady, still doing the things that he's doing. Damn, that's that. You put it in perspective, right? Uh, right. Just uh, just a year younger than Tom Brady. Yeah. And still playing at that rate when people are saying Tom Brady's on the downward spiral end of his career. Now, look, Michael Thomas is having a great season for him, too. But he's got help. He's got great running backs down there in New Orleans. That definitely helps. But Drew Brees still getting the job done with that arm. But does he have great wide receivers running backs, or does he have really good players that he is making look great? I mean, is this the Peyton Manning, uh, you know, Dallas Clark, that kind of deal? You know what I mean? That's the difference between a great elite quarterback who yep. makes good players look great and great players who make a good quarterback look great. 
Exactly. He's an elite quarterback. That's what an elite quarterback does. Make other people around him better and the good players great. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres in on Fox Sports Radio. Much more to talk about, including how the Falcon season pretty much ended today. It's coming up next. Doesn't it seem like the NFL season just flies by? I mean, it just, it just flies by. And I, and I understand it's 16, 17 weeks long in the regular season. I get that. 17, but it flies by. We are at week 11 of the NFL season. We are in crunch time. We are in the, we're already talking about playoffs. We, 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 you know, p- positioning right now. This is what we are. And it's amazing because I think the league is back because over the last couple of years, we've been dealing with so much turmoil. Agreed. Aaron, we talked about everything else that was going on on the football field, but before the game. I don't have to bring all that stuff up again or whatnot. We know what it is. People talking about boycotting for whatever reason. But now the action on the field has actually been something to talk about. Agreed. And I think that also hurt because there wasn't big plays being made. There wasn't big superstars coming along and making people direct their attention to what's going on on the field instead of all the political issues that was going on off it. Well, and I was going to say, too, and I think part of this plays into it is we all hated those new uh, rules that protected the quarterbacks early in the year. Mm-hmm. But it is awfully nice to not only have Breeze, Rogers, Brady healthy, yeah. but oh, by the way, the young guys too. Deshaun Watson's healthy. Yeah, he's back. Jared Goff, Playing Carson better. Wentz. You know, you go on and on. Pat Mahomes, who's the MVP of the league. Yeah. And you think about there has been, uh, uh, I guess, Alex Smith today, but the quarterbacks have stayed healthy. And when you have all those guys healthy, you start to think about the young guys coming up, the vets that have been around, that have been there, done that. Every weekend, there are two, three, four games that you got to see. Yeah. And then, like you said, the oldies, Drew Brees, still getting it done. Yeah. That's again, 39 years old. I am just, I look, dude, I'm just, I got to give, I just got to give Drew the love he because I just love watching this kid play. He's too short to play quarterback. He's too uh-huh. short. From all that stuff, he you know, rotate a cuff, gone. Like it's, this, there should be books or film done about Drew Brees and the things that he did to turn the franchise around and help Hurricane Katrina and all that stuff. Once again, come on, man. If nobody's going, and I know they give him a lot of love in New Orleans, I know that. But you know what? This is not just a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers league. It's not just we hear more about Ben Roethlisberger. Then we hear about Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying the other guys don't deserve that. Like we hear more about Eli Manning sometimes than Drew Brees. Man, if these people around the league, and maybe it's because he plays in New Orleans, which is one of the smaller markets in the NFL. It's still New Orleans. People know who they are, whatever. They want Super. If Drew Brees were in New York. Oh, yeah. Man, be like Tom who? I mean, look, can't take away from the five super. I can't take away from. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe not Tom who, but maybe, maybe not as much as Ben, or maybe it's you know more than Eli and those guys, or whatever. But he what? doesn't get the love he deserves. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just he's been so consistent for so long? There are no peaks and valleys like with Eli. Like you said, I'm not comparing the two players, but in terms of talking points, interesting. Obviously, New York, that massive market. I get it. But is his own consistency, is that something that has maybe hurt him? Because that's the only thing I can think of. Mm. Like, we just come to expect him to put up these massive numbers 
have New Orleans at the top of that division every single year? And you know what? I'm, I'm, that's a really good question. I think maybe the market has something to do with it. Maybe well, Tom Brady obviously is with the greatest coach of all time and Bill Belichick. Taking none away from Sean Payton, who's also a Hall of Fame coach himself. But Tom Brady's won five Super Bowls and been to two others. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when, you, when you're in that big game, you're going to get the notoriety there. Pittsburgh is the Steelers. Of course. Ben's going to get that love. Eli's in New York, and he's got a Manning name. Aaron Rodgers still, even though Green Bay might be the smallest mark, but Green Bay is the Packers, yeah, and they yeah. travel well everywhere. You go to a, a Packers away game, you're going to see green and gold in the stadium. Yep. Um, I, I can't – I don't know why. All I know is that right now I'm just going to give them the love. And, and they got the best team in the NFL right now. Agreed. They, they've won eight in a row. And right now, the way it's looking, they're on their way to their ninth win in a row. I mean, they beat the Rams this year. Well, that's what I was going to say. I know it's early, but it looks like the path through the NFC is going to go through the Superdome. And if the Rams can't win there, I, or they couldn't a few weeks ago anyway, I can't. I, it's going to be. I find it very hard to believe that anybody is going to go in there in January and be able to beat this team. Things can change. I get it. Yeah. We're only in week eleven, right? But to go to the Superdome and beat this team in New Orleans, I just I don't see how it happens. The way they're clicking with Drew, obviously a quarterback, the running game with Ingram and Kamara. Um, of course, Thomas playing. You know, the, the catching ability of Thomas, the defense being solid, not great, but solid. I don't see. I'm trying to think if there's another NFC besides the Rams. I don't trust defensively. I agree to be able to slow. Drew, and they've already beaten them this season. I'm thinking, if there's one team in the NFC that I think might be able to catch the Saints on their, if the, they're playing their you know, top-notch football, I'm talking about playing the defense they played last year and ugh, Kirk Cousins. I was just thinking them. Kirk Cousins. I was just thinking them. Ooh. Kirk Cousins is good on the road, not so good in Minnesota. But you're talking about playing in the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Kirk Cousins got that uh, that ability, you like and that? they got Adam Thielen. He got oh yeah, and they got they got strong running backs. Defense playing the way I know they're capable of playing under Mike Zimmer. I can see the Minnesota Vikings is the only other team right now that I would like. Oh, I have you made me bet some money against the New Orleans Saints. I'm here. Well, and that's that was the team. That was the exact team I was thinking of. And look, they did play a few weeks ago, and I will say this. Final score, 30-20. to 20. The game was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a different thing going down in New Orleans. But the Saints did get a defensive touchdown in that game. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings did show themselves well. Again, a completely different deal in New Orleans. But you do wonder, the Vikings, in a one-game situation, we know their defense isn't as good as it was last year, but can they dial it up for that one game? I think they can. And, and that's the thing. It's like that game was in Minnesota, and I don't know what it is with Kirk Cousins, but if you look at his numbers on the road compared sure. to being at home, it seems like he's a different quarterback on the road. I don't know what it is. I like that when he's on the road. I don't like it so much when he's in Minnesota. And sometimes I can trust Kirk Cousins. I think he's he's been a good – obviously, you know, the – Skins gave him $25 million a year as a franchise player or whatever, and the Vikings gave him a big contract this offseason or whatever. But uh, it's, I don't know what it is about Kirk Cousins that I, I like a lot, but then it's like, can I, can I trust you? And, and that's the thing. Elite quarterbacks you can trust. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Even you know, Ben Roethlisberger is, would I consider him an elite? I think elite, Ben Roethlisberger is a great quarterback. Great quarterback. And he's the franchise quarterback. 
elite quarterbacks are the greatest of the great. Like sure. I'm like, Ben's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. I know that. But consistency also matters to me. Oh, sure. And Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers, obviously. And Rodgers still kind of like shaky this year a little bit, but say. but in because of the injuries and whatnot, you know those are still my elite quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. Then you got the Ben Roethlisberger's, Matt Ryan's, uh, Cam Newton. Still, even though people don't like him throwing the ball, I get it. And he missed a, a open receiver in the, on the two point conversion today that could have won a game against the Lions. Still, Cam is one of those guys that sure he can get the job done. Oh yeah, oh no, no, hundred percent. I I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, with Cousins, yeah, I just, I mean, I know he's won divisions when he was in Washington. He's won big games, but it's never been, like, like off the top of my head, I'm sure there is one, but, like, what's the big Kirk Cousins win that, I, I know the, the you like that game, but, like, like, what's the game that makes you feel like, okay, again, what we're talking about, he can go on the road either to the L.A. Coliseum or to the Superdome and get hmm. that win. I just, I don't, I, a, I can't think of one. I haven't, yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's been in that game because yeah. the skins weren't, haven't been bagging it. I mean, well, they won the division a couple years ago, but they still haven't been in that relevance. I'm trying to think of maybe a game against the Cowboys, That's divisional what I'm games, of, yeah. Eagles. I, I can't think of that one signature win for Kirk Cousins besides that you like that game. And exactly. I can't even remember what game, game that, that was. was. <laughs> I just remember his reaction after the game. I just can't remember what game that was, man. I thought I was the only one. I was like, I, I, I don't want to put a, a name or a date or anything like that on that game because I couldn't remember off the top of my head. So I think that speaks to everything you need to know about Kirk Cousins. Pretty much. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres, hanging out with you on Fox Sports Radio. Saints 24-7. They're about to kick off third quarter there in New Orleans. The Chargers up 19-7. Two touchdowns. I'm going to miss extra point in that game. They're up 19-7 over the Denver Broncos. And in the, uh, we just, they're playing because we, you know, we got to say, I guess we haven't mentioned them all. Show. Raiders. Um, are there still Raider fans around here? Yeah, I guess Raider fans. 17-14 over the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And the Raiders and John Gruden are driving inside the 10-yard line. Larry Fitzgerald, by the way, has a touchdown catch in that game. It was against the Bucks. That okay, so that um, we our great producer Lee has uh, looked it up. That I like that game was against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, doesn't that say everything else? That's the Tampa a, Bay Bucks, it's right? Not a signature win. Yeah, it wasn't the Cowboys who were good. If they were good, or the Eagles, it wasn't even a divisional game. It was against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Twenty-four point comeback though. For Kirk Cousins. But he's also down 24 to the Bucks. Well, you know, maybe the defense had a lot to do with that. I'm just I'm not going to put it all on Kirk. But the fact, if you're a quarterback and you come back from 24 down, like, oh, like Jameis Winston almost came back from 17 down against the Giants. And I know it's the Giants. And I know it's the defense or whatever. But I'm, I'm, as a Giants fan, I'm like, if they lose this game, never watching the Giants ever again. They were up, what, 31 to 14, 12 minutes ago or something like that in the fourth quarter play. Oh, it, did somebody just throw an interception? I think Phillip Rivers just threw an interception. He's on the ground looking face down. And, yeah, he just threw an interception. Von Miller with the pick as the, uh, yeah, they were driving inside Broncos territory. Ooh, right to him. Right to Von Miller, which is never good. But Von got run down and tackled by Washington. So the Broncos now threatening now inside Chargers territory down 19-7 uh, in that ball game. Uh, so. Back to the uh, the skins, Aaron uh, uh, um, Smith is out. Alex Smith Alex is out Smith. for the season. Obviously broke his uh, his ankle, a uh, fibula and tibula, I should say. 
Cowboys won against the Falcons. Cowboys looking better coming off the win against the Eagles. Beat the Falcons in Atlanta today. Getting the job done. Run the football. Dak passing the football. Defense looking good. Uh, defense top 10 total. Uh, defense run and pass. So they got a good defense there. And then for the Atlanta Falcons, though, that's it. Their yep. season's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, well, they weren't going to win a division. Not with the Saints there. They weren't even going to pass the Carolina Panthers more than likely. And one of the two um, wild card, when, where, where are they right now? They're four and six, I believe. They are four and six, yeah. Four and six. Yeah. Well, uh, and I was going to say, at the end of the day, the, the Falcons take out today. I mean, they have nobody to blame but themselves for being in this situation. I mean, you lose against the Browns last week where <laughs> Baker Mayfield, what is he complete? His first 13 passes. You lose to the Giants earlier this year. You lose to the Bucks earlier this year. Like, uh, oh, they beat the, they beat yeah, the Giants. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong That's thing okay. here. No. But, but you know what I'm saying is, like, you have winnable games early in there. You can go back to week one against the Eagles. They could have won that game, you right. know? And so I'm just looking at the schedule right now. They had those opportunities in those close games to get big wins, didn't take advantage of them. And it's funny because we sit there in week one, week two, we say, well, they have time to buy, but those games matter. Yeah. You got to get the wins that you you, you know you have the opportunity. Yeah, to when get. you look back on the season, you missed the playoffs by a game. Yep. <laughs> and you look back at that Browns loss. And look, the Browns, yeah, they're, they're going to win. They're much better than they have been the last couple of seasons. You know, so it's, it's still the NFL where every team is capable of winning a football game. But you don't, if you're to be taken seriously in this league as a contender, you yeah. can't lose the games you're supposed to win, and especially the games you're actually supposed to blow the other team out. And you're on a three-game winning streak. You have all the momentum coming into that Browns game. Browns going into a bye. They haven't been playing well. You just gave them momentum now. So, again, at the end of the day with the with the Falcons, not only is the division tough, but but when they do miss out on that wild card, they'll have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah, not good whatsoever. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres hanging out with you. On Fox Sports Radio, um, we get back more about Lamar Jackson, uh, the Houston Texans on a roll. And once again, we're going to give some love to Ben Roethlisberger, who uh, uh, turned things around and helped the Steelers get their win, their sixth straight win of the season. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we'll also talk to Alex Marvez. How about the Browns? Would they really, really, were they really considering Condoleezza Rice? Yes, sir, Brownies. Okay. What a head coach. <laughs> you listen to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres, capably taking you through the day here, week 11 of the NFL season. What the? Who, who's this? You don't know who this is, Mike? I, yeah, I know this song. I'm trying to think. You probably remember this from that Honda commercial. It got a lot of play from it. Are you in that Honda commercial? I might be. Because you, you drive nothing but Hondas, right? Yeah, since I was a kid. Oh, we're not sponsored by any other car dealership. No, no sponsors. Okay, all right, just want to. But I would take a sponsorship for Make Honda. sure, you know, I don't want to make anybody upset. We are coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. For 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm growing my mustache and my goatee. You, you know it's beard? November, right? Is that why? I, I was not wasn't doing it. I just want to do it because I want to do something different. You okay. Know? Like I'm dating a celebrity now, and you are know, you really a little bit different? Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's like a A lister, B lister. What we got? Uh, I don't know what you. Yeah, she B plus. Gets in, she gets into a lot of stuff. I mean, right, yeah, that's a B plus. She's an A lister like in your heart, right? B my yeah. She's number one in my heart. There you that's go. That's all that matters. One hundred and twenty-five percent in my heart. 
as we're here from iHeartMedia right here. Mike Hill. Segway. Aaron Torres. You see what I did there? I will see you. That was my segue from iHeartRadio, iHeart, my, my mustache, my goatee to Alex Marvez. Looks good, by the way. You like that? It's not as good as Alex Marvez. <laughs> Alex Marvez. Greatest goat. You still got your goatee, Alex? I haven't seen oh, you I got, the, I got the goat going. I got the goat going. I got the short hair, though, but I got the goatee <laughs> going. No question. And, and, man, you talk about A-listers here, man, with Mike and Aaron. My goodness. Oh, oh, oh us blush at, over here. Look at Aaron. His name begins with A. So Double A. Yeah. A-A-Ron. The, the A-A-Ron. That's right. He's called you. That's why. Right. Um, let's talk football, man. Um, I just saw this. Um, so I know tomorrow's game is huge between the Chiefs and the Rams, but um, the NFL treating it like the Super Bowl already and going to bring in, like, superstar uh, officiating crews and, and taking Cleet Blakeman's crew off the game? What, what have you heard about that? I know it just kind of yeah, happened. Yeah, well, I'm just going off of – and listen, this is a story that just developed, a very interesting one by Kevin Seifert of ESPN, and he points out that five members of Cleet Blakeman's crew have been replaced by officials that have been grading pretty darn well this season in what could be a playoff preview. Of course, this is a complete slap in the face to those members currently on Cleet Blakeman's crew. <laughs> I guess it is a message by the NFL, uh, maybe that they need to up their game. But, you know, what does that tell you as well? If they believe that this is the best officiating crew that they can put on the field, so what about the other games this weekend? Do you mm. think that maybe teams might wonder, well, why aren't we getting what are your so-called best officials? Why are we being relegated to the average crews while this epic Monday night matchup between the Rams and Kansas City has your best officiating crew? So, well, because it's I not a matchup of two eight and one teams in the game well, of the is, year so but, far. But I, I, I hear you. I understand that. But it gets to be a really slippery slope with that. It's like when the NFL, do you remember a couple years ago, they, not, ever, not, all, not all instant replays were created equal yeah. because some games were just like the terrible games like Oakland, Arizona today. And, you know, you wouldn't send out the, uh, the you know, as many cameras mm-hmm. to certain stadiums so you don't get the same replay reviews. Well, what's that? Where, well, where's the, you know, the, the balance in that? How, how far in advance do they, they, they uh, assign these crews? Because I, I think, actually, you're right in a way. The NFL should look and say, okay, what are our marquee games of the week? When you look at the landscape of how Fox Sports TV and CBS – does their their crews, their game crews that call the games, they send their best. Joe Buck and 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 and, and um well, Trey. Uh, uh, Trey Troy Aikman, they go to the best game of the week that Fox has. So why right. would does the should the NFL do the same things to similar to that? Well, by the way, you better get Troy's name right quicker. Next I, I know, time, right? I know, I know. Hey, I, Mike Hill I am old, bro. He he understands. I, I've had okay, more concussions than Troy. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure we're on the same page there. That's my man. With all that, but well, here's the thing about this, though. You know what they say is that the more officiating crews work together, the better they're supposed to be, right? Because you know that was one of the things about enforcement of penalties and wanting to have a strong referee. For example, who was one, and I've talked to officials about this, that would enforce certain, you know, so this way, let's say that a a play is called a certain way. Like, this officiating crew, they're looking for certain things. They call plays in a certain way, and it starts from the top on down. Okay? That's Mm -hmm. just how it is with, with officials. And the guy who's in charge of it sets the pace for everybody. Well, here, what if these officials are looking for something a little bit different on the field than maybe what the head referee is? You get some disjoint there. And it all sounds like officiating nuances and things like this, but it is important to have continuity on your officiating crews. But if the league is going to start getting into all-star officiating crews, well, maybe this is something we got to get used to. And every week I can point to a big game. 
to be quite honest with you. And are we going to start seeing this type of rotation for other games? Why is the league doing this? They didn't really have a great answer for any of this. And trust me, I know that the NFL Referees Association, which has very little juice right now to begin with as it is, is probably furious about this. Already this season, we had an official fired midseason for blowing a call on a Chargers game earlier this year that has not happened in a heck of a long time. And I guess there were a couple other calls leading up to that. But you are looking at the NFL being much more hands-on with their officiating this year than I have ever seen before in my 24 years of doing this. I want to switch gears a little bit, Alex. Uh, Mike and I sitting here in the studio watching this Saints game. Saints again huh. running away with yeah. another Why? one. Someone hit the remote? You can't go to anything else? Is that... I mean, the alternative, we, we would have There's to watch the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. The Broncos yeah. are Keep driving. it there. Keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not much going on Raiders-Cardinals. Not, not quite uh, Chiefs-Rams there. But... What we were talking about a minute ago, Drew Brees, is it feels like every year narratives about quarterbacks emerge. We obviously have the historic greats, which Brees is obviously a part of, but Brady, Rodgers, Peyton Manning previously. We have the new guys, Mahomes, Jared Goff emerging. It feels like Drew Brees never gets talked about in the capacity that he deserves. Is there a reason why we couldn't quite put our Mm -hmm. finger on it? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, they haven't had successful postseasons in quite a while, right? Fair. I mean, once the last time the Saints were in an NFC Championship game, they got to the second round last year, but we had that lull around 2013, 2014 that kicked off for a couple of years where the Saints were an also-ran type team. Seven and nine, eight and eight, and Drew was putting up great numbers, but the defense was giving yeah. up points as quickly as the Saints were scoring them. So I think there's some of that. I think it's also the media market that he's in, quite honestly, where some other guys that play in bigger media markets get more attention. But listen, this is the year of Drew, and, and I really believe that, you know, again, another performance that is cementing him as the front runner for the NFL's MVP, which I picked before the beginning of the season, by the way. So mm-hmm. kudos to me for that. I also picked the Saints to make the Super Bowl against the Patriots. We'll see if that turns out as well. What's impressive about Drew, not only is it the incredible completion percentage that he has but you know he's got michael thomas he's he's got alvin kamara and he's got mark ingram in the running game who else is he throwing to you know what i mean like ben watson nice complimentary player some of these wide receivers you know nice complimentary players but this isn't like the dream team of NFL targets for Drew Brees, but he's making it look so effortless and also to the Saints offensive line doing such a great job even today without Teron Armstead. But I think now Drew Brees is starting to get that credit and I think he'll continue to receive that. And then the big question becomes this, if Drew Brees and the Saints win a Super Bowl at the end of the year, is this it for Drew? Will he call it a career? Say, listen, it can't get any better than this. Let's move on. And, and you know, the Saints need to know that answer too, because don't forget, Teddy Bridgewater set to become an unrestricted free agent. And do they want to get Taysom Hill some more snaps the quarterback position. Yeah, it's been a nice run regardless of whatever Drew Brees decides to do at the end of the season. Talking to the prophet, Alex Marvez, hanging out with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, news made this week. Uh, which which gear do you want to go? Le'Veon Bell or Condi Rice? Uh, Condi Rice, I don't know I don't know how big of a deal that was. I know the Browns put it out there that they were talking about uh, from what Adam Schefter said, uh, interviewing her for the head coaching job. She says she's not going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So were they serious about that, or are they just throwing that out there for publicity? I can't speak to that. It's insane. It is such a slap in the face to every female coach that is working in the football profession. It's insulting that, oh, we're going to bring in Condi Rice, who has the same amount of coaching experience as me, Mm -hmm. and that's none, to go ahead and interview for this position. I get it. She's a football fan. Okay, that's what she is, is a glorified football fan. Listen, I, I respect her, the work she's done for our country. God bless all that stuff. 
but it puts her in a bad light. It makes the Browns look as oafish as ever before, yep. and it's insulting for a league that has done so much to try to push the female initiative about opportunities in the workplace and let's get more women on the coaching staffs, things like this. And to think that Condi Rice can just walk in and get a coaching yeah. interview yeah. with this sort of thing? Nah, just absolutely brutal the way I saw when I heard that news. Yeah, general manager, yes, coaching, absolutely not. Right. Or front, listen, a front office position, whatever. Yeah. Even a GM, yep. she's never assessed talent. She doesn't know sky. You know what I'm saying, though? But, like, I get it. If she wants to break into football, I understand. that. That's an awesome thing, but not in these positions. I hear she's you got know, a hell of a fantasy football team, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <saying>. right? <laughs> <laughs> Started Gus Edwards. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to ask, where does that coaching search stand? I know it's very early, but I know there's also a lot of intrigue, the opportunity to work with the number 1 overall draft pick, Baker Mayfield. Is there any early buzz? I know we heard Lincoln Riley. I don't know how realistic that is. What are you hearing about that coaching search? Well, Lincoln Riley is, is someone that I'm sure that John Dorsey wants to talk to, and that's because he was Baker Mayfield's college head coach. Now, of course, is, does Lincoln Riley have an offense that can continue to evolve in the NFL because not everything he does at Oklahoma is going to work out in the pros? I mean, and does Lincoln want to come? I mean, all those sorts of things that go with it. But I'm sure that he's on the list. You know, Mike McCarthy's got a figure in this mix as well if he's out in Green Bay. And as each loss continues to mount up and you you see the questionable coaching decisions that took place Thursday night, you know, not challenging the 34-yard pass that, you know, we had from uh, Tyler Lockett that should have been overturned. He didn't challenge it. Not going forward on fourth and two at your own 33 with one time out left and the highest paid player in the history of the NFL <laughs> as your quarterback. I get all that. But, you know, you got to give Mike McCarthy credit for developing Aaron Rodgers to begin with. Does John Dorsey want to go down that road? I mean, it's just a weird year, though, for head coaching candidates because who are the hot-button assistants? You know, we hear John Filippo of the Minnesota Vikings, young OC whose team has been putting up points, but who really are we looking at here that gets you fired up? Is it Mike Munchak and trying to get him away from the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, that sounds fine, but I don't think that's a Baker Mayfield type head coach. I mean, so that's really the bottom line here is who is going to be that guy to help Baker Mayfield take his game to the next level, and that's the guy that John Dorsey needs to hire. All right, uh, Alex Marvez, quickly got to get you out of here, but Alex Smith, done for the season, obviously gruesome uh, injury to his leg today, 33 years after Joe Theismann broke his leg, Joe Theismann in attendance. Uh, Colt McCoy looked good when he came in, but now they need a backup. Anybody on the street? Skins thinking? I'm just saying. Yeah, with the initial CK, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. I'm just saying, I'm not, 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 not just him. It's like, you know, I, if, if you want to I mean, bring him up there, I'm I mean, just saying. Blaine Gabbert got time today, yeah. so that's all I'm saying. If, if you want to bring him up, I mean, just saying. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I understand. Listen, I just I don't see the Redskins doing that. What I do see them doing is bringing in someone that understands West Coast concepts that John Gruden, Jay Gruden coach. So I look at former Jay, John Gruden quarterbacks, in Oakland, E.J. Manuel, Connor Cook, I could see those guys getting a look-see by the Redskins just because they know the terminology and if forced in action, they would play. I'm not saying that they shouldn't take a look at Colin Kaepernick. Maybe they'll surprise me, and they will, but they've had all this time to do it before. They've had quarterback issues. They haven't done it yet. I don't see him doing it now. All right, Alex, still greatest goatee in the history of <laughs> sports broadcasters and insiders. Thanks for hanging out with us, my man. Gentlemen, loved it. Thanks the so much. The profits Thanks, right Alex. there. And the Saints in the end zone again. Mark Ingram, as a Giants fan, I'm just so happy to see the Eagles struggle. I just, I just, I just. And Mark Ingram, <laughs> the son of a former Giant, too. Yeah, Mark Ingram. No way. <laughs> They're really bad. Like, I don't think, like, people keep waiting for them to turn a corner. It's not going to happen. They're not good this year. So, I don't know. It's just, we keep, uh, we keep waiting for the Eagles to kind of hit their stride. It, it is not fly, happening. Fly, Eagles, fly. It ain't happening in 2018. Ralph Irvin, you, you agree? You know they're only uh, a game behind or a game ahead no, of the Giants. Stop.
Well, yes, only a game in the Giants started That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. yeah. They're only a game yeah. Yeah. ahead of the Giants. Mm-hmm. But you know what Lane Johnson says? What? We, we like to have fun. Oh, they, yeah. do. Oh, oh. they do. I don't want to have that kind of fun. I haven't won two games in a row all year, but hey, as long as, you know, having a good time, right? So they won't. Back in, back in my day, I remember that coaches used to say, this is fun. First and 10 from the Eagles, 23. Breeze in the shotgun. He drops back, looks to the near sideline, up in the air. Mike Thomas caught in the front pylon. WWL and the Saints Radio Network with the call. As, again, you guys just mentioned, a Mark Ingram touchdown run now makes it 38-7. to New Orleans over Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, this this one is uh, in the tank. As much as everyone made fun of uh, Oakland and Arizona, at least that's a close game. The Raiders now opening up a 20-14 to lead in the desert over the Cardinals. Oakland going for that second win. Meanwhile, Denver... Well, they've made their mark now in L.A. First and goal at the two. Keenum empties wide right, so the Wildcat formation, the direct snap to Lindsey. Lindsey gets it, runs, steps out of a tackle, and Philip Lindsey is into the end zone. The Broncos are in the lead. KOA, 8.50 a.m. Broncos radio network. They went for two, didn't get it. Denver leading the L.A. Chargers 20-19. to Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience earlier course you saw that baltimore was a 24 21 winner over cincinnati we mentioned lamar jackson with the 27 carries the most for a quarterback since 1950 but how about this guys lamar jackson and running back gus edwards become the first pair of rookie quarterback and running back teammates to rush for at least 100 yards each in a single game in nfl history wow all right thanks so, a lot. so 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 two guys who are not expected to do anything did pretty well. Today. There you go. And, and, and most importantly, Baltimore got the win. Thanks a lot, Mr. Irvin. Appreciate yes, sir. that. Baltimore um, basically uh, ending their woes. Bengals, their struggles continue. Giving up a lot of yards, a lot of points. And so it's just, I don't know. I don't know how long Marvin Lewis can hang on there in Cincinnati. Another 10 years or so, probably. Yeah, because it's, so. it's the Cincinnati Bengals franchise. And they're so dysfunctional over there. Um uh, but the Broncos, as he mentioned, up 20 to 19 over the Chargers. Extra points issue. Chargers missing extra point. This would have been a tie ball game there. Raiders, 20 to 40, but they got one win this season. And that's when your coach is getting $10 million a year. Yeah, that's he's what I'm talking about. Just wait until next year for oh, the Raiders. And they got three first round draft picks. So, yeah. John Gruden ain't sweating, is the point. You, you think so? He ain't we, sweating. We you, can build well, Guys like us in the media can, you know, have our commentary about him. I don't think he really can. Well, he doesn't because he's secure. I mean, if you got a 10-year, $100 million contract. That's you, pretty secure. I'm yeah. going yeah, to build a team where I want to, too. Yep. So, like, John, look, I like John. I mean, I'm nothing wrong, but, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's just move on. Um, And the Eagles, once again, we talked about that at the beginning of the year. I, I, I knew this team was going to be as good as people. Because, first of all, the quarterback was hurt. Carson Wentz coming back from the injury. You didn't know. What kind of quarterback they were having? But they know got Nick Foles. He's the MVP of the Super Bowl, and there were some people. I think somebody was on this radio show, not maybe not this radio show, but on this network. Was it Brady Bapinga who said, "I wish I could call Brady right now. I should call Brady." Who said that the Eagles should trade Carson Wentz because of Nick Foles? And what was it? Him? Look that up. 
Look that up and see if that's true. Like yeah. on Google, you could find that. Yeah, yeah, you can find everything on Google. Well, that's true. Yeah, you can find everything on Google. I'm serious. You can find some of my deepest secrets on Google if you look hard enough. You got to put the right search words in there. But yeah, there's certain things on Google I'm trying to get. Well, it costs too much money. Anyway, that's 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 my problem there as well. Can't uh, do it. But yeah, I mean, so the Eagles in trouble. Saints looking good once again. Uh, Steelers came back against the Jags today. And once again, Ben Roethlisberger looked good. And you know who's upset about this? Who's upset about that is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, who actually turned down the Steelers' offer to come back, going to sit out the entire season now. They raided his locker. I heard Did you see this. how they raided his locker? His teammates raided his locker. Went there, got his Air Jordan cleats and all that stuff, or whatever, just trolling them all. Them yard sale, which, okay, well, it's fair game. He'll never probably set foot in that locker room again, so might as well. I don't think the Steelers are going to pack his stuff up for him and actually send it FedEx to him anyway. I doubt it. You know what I mean? Um, so um, they get a win in this week when they were coming off a big win against Carolina. They were down 16 nothing against Jacksonville on the road. Now, Jacksonville is the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season. The well, biggest by far, the biggest disappointment well, in the NFL this season. And it's not only from the beginning of the year. It's from two weeks in. I mean, that game against the Patriots looks weirder and weirder every single week that the season goes on because, as you mentioned uh, uh, earlier in the show, your boy Blake Bortles, that game was phenomenal. Yes! And that was like a a, a once-in-a-lifetime type performance, not only for him, but now it's looking like I mean, it's one thing we get that they played the the Pats tough in last year's AFC Championship game, but as this season goes on, I know the Pats lost last week, but mm-hmm. the Pats are doing Pats things, and the Jaguars dominated them. Yeah, so the, the Jaguars, yeah, beat them thirty-one twenty. Week two of the season, they are off to a two and zero start. They started the season three and one, three and one. Jaguars mm-hmm. team with AFC Championship game last year. Many people's pick to go to the Super Bowl this year, and they have lost. Six in a row. Now, a lot of it has to do with the offense and, you know, not being able to stay on the field because the running game wasn't going. Leonard Fournette was out or whatever. The defense is not the same it used to be. Defense still solid, just not the defense that got after the quarterback like it did last year. Well, I was going to say, you know what a bad sign was? What's that? I would say guys getting arrested at 4 a.m. in London. Probably not a sign that the season's going the way that you would hope. You yeah. know, like, like yeah. I, I, can't, I, I can't imagine – Tom Brady and the Pats just out at a bar at 4 a.m. haggling over nah. <laughs> over tips on a uh, on a uh, bill there. Right. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this season, I, I think we might want to just turn the, the page to 2019 if you're in Yeah, and it wasn't good. They had already lost three in a row at that point. Then they lost to the Eagles. And they lost to the Eagles. Yeah, That's all you need Eagles, to know. 24 to 18. Then, you know, hey, and then they lost. But one team that I'm going to say is the flip side of that. A team in the AFC you need to watch out for right now, and I'm not saying they're going to make a lot of noise in the postseason. Can I guess? I think I know who. Who? Indy. Indianapolis Colts. Nobody's talking about the Indianapolis Colts, but we will right after this. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres, back with you on Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Little Drake hanging out with you there. Going into the fourth quarter, Saints on their way to their ninth straight win. 38-7. Traquan Smith just had an incredible catch in his game. Uh, he already has a touchdown grab in it. Drew Brees rolling. 
Mark Ingram a pair of touchdowns, and they're up by 31 points over the defending Super Bowl champions. Not pretty. Not pretty. New Orleans got their uh, Super Bowl win against Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis Colts. Segway. Oh, Mike. What a pro. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I'm, thank You're only you. 29, though. How long have you been doing this for? I've been doing this since I was three. Okay. You know that makes sense. Since I've been able to talk. I'm still learning how to talk now. Speaking of the Colts, you see what I did there? See what I, speaking of the Colts, how about this? You look at the landscape of the AFC, and all of a sudden you look at the Colts, which started season one and five, and now they won four in a row. And now they're at five and five, and they're just two games back of the Houston Texans, who, by the way, started 0-3. How about this? The Texans and the Colts both started the season losing at least their first three games. Well, three games of the season. You know, the, the Colts were, I think, one, they were 1-5, obviously, at one time. The Texans were 0-3. And, and now the Texans are 7-3, having won seven in a row. And the Colts have won four in a row. Besides the Steelers, the two hottest teams in the AFC besides, well, of course, well, damn, Chargers, Chiefs, I'm sorry. Well, in the, in the AFC South, you look at that landscape. The Titans, who we thought was about to take over the division because of what they did against the New England Patriots, go into Indianapolis and lay a goose egg, or was it the Colts who just came out and just did the damage against a really good Titans defense, which was number one in scoring going in, and the Colts, what did they put up, 38 points? How, how many points did they put up today? 38, yeah. 38 points to win 38-10. So all the talk about Andrew Luck and all that stuff, you know, hey, coming off, the, we, we was talking about quarterbacks coming back from injury. Yep. Sometimes you just got to get your feet under you, got to get your rhythm back. And I'm not saying, once again, the Colts are going to run away and go to the playoffs this year, but it's good to see Andrew Luck and it's good to see the Colts trying to get back some relevancy, relevancy again. Well, I was going to say, it's amazing what Andrew Luck can do when his kidney isn't lacerated. Yeah, well, that, that helps. I feel like that's a thing, right? Like, you know, he, I mean, the injuries played a role in why he did struggle when he had been on the field, which hadn't been very much lately. But what you said, Mike, not just that they're winning, but the stats he's putting up, he's got 26 touchdowns, uh, nine picks, but, but uh, you know, what do we got? Nine to one touchdown interception ratio over the last three. Yeah. Point being, as as he gets more comfortable being back on the field, he is playing his best football. Uh, I don't know if they can catch the Texans, because as you said, the Texans are playing well, but credit to this team, which has completely flipped the script here as we head into the second half of the season. And they've won those four in a row. And, you know, of course, they started the season with a loss against the Bengals. That looks bad. I mean, when they started off one and four, those – they lost to the Texans earlier this year in a shootout, 37-34. to Of course, they play uh, Dolphins next at Jacksonville, then at the Texans. Cowboys, Giants. So if you look at it, Dolphins, Jaguars, Texans winning team, Cowboys. Back. They don't have a lot of teams that, 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 are, that are running away with anything right now. I was going to say 8-8 eight and eight feels not only realistic but expected. And then if you can steal a game against, say, the Cowboys, who we spent a lot of time talking about, not a team that, that even though they've won two games in a row, not a team that's unbeatable by any stretch, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for them to get wins, maybe get a wild card, and we have seen what that team can do with Andrew Luck on wild card weekend. I hope they make it back in because I do think – uh, this league and the NFL in the playoffs in general are more fun when Andrew Luck is in it. Marcus Mariota got hurt in that game. Every time I see Blaine Gabbert in the game, I'm like, <laughs> God, he's so bad. 
It's the state of the NFL. Damn, I, I hate to just shat on uh, Blaine Gabbert. I, but I did. And but, just like, you know, just, if he's not good at his job, he's not good he at his just, job. I mean, just like, look, you know what? I, I get criticized, too. I understand. You know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm better than Blaine Gabbert at my job than he is. Oh, I, I, you might I'm be better at quarterback. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just like, I'm not even going to get into all that stuff. I can't. I'm not going to fall back for that trap. I'm not going to do it again. I promised myself I wasn't going to do that. This, just keep it glass half full. It's good to see Andrew because I've always been an Andrew Luck fan. Of course. And I've never really came down on a player whose play went down because they were injured. Sure. And he was injured. Guy was, when he was in the league and he was healthy, Colts were relevant. One of the best in the NFL. Well, and I was going to say really quick, it's not just that he was injured. It was injury that was unavoidable on his part. It was because they couldn't block for him. It was because of other guys around him. It's one thing if you're just an injury-prone guy or you do it to yourself, but it had nothing to do with him. It, It wasn't his fault that he couldn't stay healthy these last couple of years. I've been holding back since we've been on the air. I'm going to ask the question, is Eli back? Yeah, <laughs> you know I couldn't hold off. That's coming up next on Fox Watch Radio. I feel bad for the Falcons and their beat-up defense next week. Oh, my goodness. Saints fans hate Falcon fans. Falcon fans hate Saints fans. Falcon fans, y'all really going to hate the Saints next week. Really going to hate the Saints next week. By the way, not just next week. Four days away. Thanksgiving night. That's right. That's Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. They, well, they going to get slaughtered. I was say, people on the East Coast, they'll be able to go to bed early that day. Oh, my. What time is that game? It's 520. That's Pacific? Yeah. Yep. 520 Pacific game. Oh, my goodness. If I'm a Falcons fan, don't eat too much because you're going to be throwing up. <laughs> By the end of the game. Seriously. Because the way the Saints offense is rolling right now with Drew Brees, the fact that they scored 45 against the Rams two weeks ago, 51 against the Bengals last week, and they got 45 right now against the Eagles with 12.37 to go in the fourth quarter. Let you know that the Saints, you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and their offense, they got explosive weapons. Rams, explosive weapons as well. <laughs> I might say the Saints, Saints might have the best offensive football. Well, and the thing is, too, they have the experience because I look at, first of all, we know Andy Reid's playoff history. Mm-hmm. Not pretty. I mean, he's won a lot of games, but he hasn't won the games that are going to define his career, right? Right. Patrick Mahomes obviously never been there before. Jared Goff won playoff game. Sean McVay won playoff game. Sean Payton, Drew Brees. I know Alex Marvez told us last hour, and he's right. They haven't made a big run in years. But by the way, they were one play away from the NFC Championship game last year. Mm -hmm. And they've won a Super Bowl together. That's what I like more than anything else is they've been there before. They've played in those big games. They've won those big games in the playoffs. That's right. They lost that heartbreak to the Vikings last year. Who was the Vikings? Marcus Williams. Yep. When he he didn't want to get hit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Miracle Minnesota. Oh, my. uh, Stephon Diggs. Yes, sir. Stephon Diggs. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about that. But with the Saints, their offense, forget it. They are the best uh, offense in the Agreed. National Football League because I love Patrick Mahomes. He could be the MVP this year along with Drew Brees, Jared Goff. They all got MVP candidates in the NFL this year at quarterback. I trust Drew Brees because he's just elite. He's been there before. I agree. Sean Payton, been there before. Love Andy Reid, don't get me wrong. Sean McVay is a genius as a you know, yeah. second-year head coach doing a thing or whatever. 
Saints team better. They beat the Rams already. Uh, defensively, Saints also good. And one of the reasons we had Alex Marvez on early talking about that, one of the reasons that the Saints haven't played so well in the playoffs, not Drew Brees' fault. True. Not, not, not Sean Payton's fault. It's just, well, I guess because he's the head coach, but the, the defense. Yep. The defense has not come to play. And the Saints defensively, lately, even though they gave up 35 points against the Rams, that ain't bad. <laughs> to the Rams, no. you won the game. Yep. You, can't, you ain't really going to stop the Rams. Nope. You know, but the fact that you scored 45 against the Rams, 35, means a lot. You held the Bengals with 14 points last week, and then the Eagles. The Eagles, not only are they shutting them down right now, they are holding the Eagles' offense. I'm talking about in total check. I don't think the Eagles' offense got over. They got 100 and right now, I think 151 total yards on offense. The Eagles do. So let me flip this on you because I was thinking about this the other day. Last year, as you alluded to, Carson Wentz, probably the MVP favorite. Before he got hurt. Before he got hurt. Yep. I know he's coming back from injury. I know the whole organization has a Super Bowl hangover. But, of course, him, Jared Goff, go 1-2 in that draft together, right? Right. If you had, and let's assume Jared Goff gets to keep Sean McVay, the boy genius, as you said. Uh-huh. Over the next 5, 7, 10 years, who would you rather have, Jared Goff and Sean McVay? Ooh. Isn't that a great question? I, was I mean, about that no, no, no. I mean, like, if you, if you give me both of them, and, and look, I know the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. And but Carson Wentz didn't win that Super Bowl. Yeah. It's Foles. What, I mean, look. Taking nothing away from the Eagles. And I know I'm a Giants fan. I know I'm going to get, you know, a lot of Eagles fans out there. I, I think I still owe somebody a bet because I never thought the Eagles would get to the Super Bowl. I thought some, something about running down the street naked with a diaper on and a Chia pet. That's never going to happen. I just did that for, you know, entertainment purposes. I might do it one day if I get really drunk. I, was, I mean, but I got really, 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 really drunk. You did say you had some dark secrets on Google. Yeah. That, you they, just gave they, them some they, keywords they, to use. You, so. you might actually see that on, uh, on, on YouTube. Who knows? I mean, but uh, the Eagles not. right now, just not a, a good football team. Agreed. Defensively, not a good football team. Uh, the, the running game, you know, paying out the injuries that they had, losing Sproles, all those guys that they missed out from the Eagles running game. And then Wentz coming back, not being the same Wentz he was once before. And I thought they would get better, especially when they brought in Golden Tate. I thought yep. they would. That would give them, you know, had Matthews there, of course, Ertz, of course, Aguilar. I thought they would be better uh, throwing the football. Not happened this year. But once again, just give a lot of credit to what the Saints are doing right now. Oh, sure. But here's what I will say. I hope Drew Brees has seen his last action for the day. Now, I'm looking at the field right now. They're back on offense. Is Drew Brees out there? Hopefully he is not back out there because if he's out there, I feel, yeah, Drew Brees is out there, which scares me, which is concerning. Because guess what Drew Brees did on his last possession? And they are driving in Eagles territory once again. They're inside the 25-yard line right now. On fourth and seven, when they were up 38-7 to seven in the fourth quarter, game at hand, they didn't do a little pooch punt, throw the ball down, punt, 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 the, field, punt the ball down field, or pin the Eagles back deep in the territory, whatever. Defense playing well. They got a 31-point lead in the fourth quarter. They didn't run the football. They didn't kneel. Drew Brees threw a pass, fly pattern. Sure. Bam, touchdown sure. on fourth and seven going forward to go up 45. Now, on the Eagles, you know, yeah, I got to stop you. I'm a little bit of, upset because you might be running up the score. Now you're trying to embarrass me. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, there's 11 minutes to go, as you said, and, and obviously the last touchdown came 
on a fourth down conversion, deep right. fourth down conversion. But we are now. Oh, I'm sorry. Raiders just picked up there. Oh, John oh, Gruden. There you go. Yeah. He's back. He's going to get $5 million a season for a win now. Oh, my God. $5 million per win now. There you go, John Gruden. He got second win of the season. Beat the Arizona Cardinals. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say uh, it's not just that the score is 45 to 7. It's not just that uh, the Saints were up 31 points when they threw that deep ball. Um, the game's over. I mean, it's not yep. like it's not like we're we're in the middle of the third here. I mean, there's eleven ten minutes left in the fourth. Oh god, they about to put a fifty burger up. I know. <laughs> He's it's like, the five. This is like college football. Like somebody's got to tell Sean Payton, like style points don't count in the NFL. Like 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 you're not trying to impress a committee here. It, <laughs> it, it goes by wins and losses. That's the only thing you got to worry about. Wow. They, Especially by the way, Thursday night they play again. That's right. I, I, I'm I'm just saying. Listen, I'm not the guy to kind of question Sean Payton and, and tell him how to coach his team. I would probably uh, the, I, I, Drew Brees would already be out, but I have to assume this has to be his last drive. Right? Yeah, and you got to put Taysom Hill in. I mean, even Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, give him a little run, see what he's like. Because you heard Alex Marvez talking about when he joined us earlier. Hey, what if Drew wins the Super Bowl this year in the size? Hey, you know what? Mm, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I want to go out there. Meanwhile, uh, in Los Angeles, down at StubHub, two, three seconds left. Broncos just kicked the game-winning field goal against the Chargers. Broncos get their fourth win of the season. Oh, they called a timeout. Uh-oh. Called a timeout. Well, I was going to say this. We talked about this earlier in the show. Even though the Chargers have won a bunch in a row, they haven't played particularly well. Sloppy against the Raiders last week. Two weeks ago at Seattle, Russell Wilson had a chance to win the game on the final play, was not able to convert. Mm-hmm. So the Chargers haven't been playing great football now. It remains to be seen, as you just said, Mike, uh, the Chargers did get the timeout before the kick was up, so w- it remains to be seen whether they're going to win or lose this one. But they have not been playing great football, all things considered. Yeah, right. McManus, uh, they called Brandon McManus. They called a timeout right before uh, the snap, so it's twenty-two to twenty. Thirty-four yard field goal attempt. Three seconds left on the clock, so this will be the last play of the game. Once again, Chargers rolling at home, even though it looks like it's Mile High Stadium there. Uh, Invesco Field or whatever it's called these days. Uh, 22-20, and the kick is... Uh, 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 he made it. He got it. Went through. <laughs> so, all right. So, the Broncos go into L.A., and they get the win 23-22 to over the Chargers, dropping the Chargers down to 7-3 and on the campaign. Of course, the Chiefs lead that division uh, at 8-1. and So, uh looks like the Chargers, but the Chiefs got a tough games tomorrow night in L.A. themselves. They do. By the way, Mike, earlier in the show, you and I were talking Eli Manning. You made the case he's not a Hall of Famer. He has those two Super Bowl wins. Uh, but you also said the city of New York loves him. So I just went on Twitter. My buddy, okay. New York cop, watching this Chargers-Broncos game that the Broncos just won at the end of regulation, mm-hmm. he says, don't ever mention Philip Rivers' name with two-time Super Bowl winning champion Eli Manning Ever again. Wow. So I'm just saying, you nailed it on the head that even we're, what, 15 years into the Eli Manning experience and no one can decide who he is or what his legacy is or what it means or the Super Bowl wins. How do they rank with this, with that? I just find it funny because Mr. New York here gave me one side. My buddy in New York, cop, football guy, loves the Giants, says the exact opposite. I think it speaks to the, I guess, 
complicated legacy of Eli Manning? It, it, it's 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 a love, it's a respect thing where you look at Eli and you appreciate sure. what he brought to the table. I've only bought two jerseys okay. um, in my lifetime, the Giants. One was a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Nice. And the other was an Eli Manning jersey. All right. I like Eli. Eli got two Super Bowls. Brought my team those Super Bowls. Love that. But when people start saying, well, look at the numbers, greatest of all time, a great, greatest giant quarterback of all time, but uh, definitely Hall of Famer, eh, not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily. Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls too. Sure. Doesn't necessarily mean you get into the Hall of Fame because you won two Super Bowls if you were on the right team at the right time. Now, two Super Bowl MVPs helps, but outside of, once again, those two seasons, how many playoff games has he won? None. He hasn't. How many times has he actually gone to the playoffs? Five, I believe. Sure. One and done in the other three. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get your team to the super, get to the playoffs, and once you get into the playoffs, you're not winning. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And the other thing too is it's not like he's been in a division where every year there's been a Patriots or a Steelers or right. a Seahawks that for four, five, six years in a row you got to get past this team. The NFC East is wide open every single year. Now, they've had great teams, obviously, Philly last year, but the point is it's not like every single year he's got to go get over some hurdle just to get to the playoffs. There's a path to get And there. that's a good point. If you look at Thank the you. other three players, uh, three teams, who's their franchise quarterback? That's uh, Tony Romo was the best quarterback that Eli had to face with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Tony. Eagles, who? McNabb early, but McNabb, he's been gone for love, 10 years. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, yeah, and I love McNabb, of right? Of course. Uh, Vic, a little bit, for a couple of years there for a second. Skins, a plethora of quarterbacks. Sure. So he's been the best quarterback of his era in that division or whatever. So like you said, it's not like you got to get past if you're the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, get past Tom Brady trying to win the division, can't get past them. Eli Manning played well today, 17 and 18, and he's played well since the bye. I'm going to give him that. Give him time. Eli can still get it done. The problem is Eli's a statue, and the defenses know where he's going to be. He's been sacked four times today. Yep. All right. They know exactly where he's going to be. If Eli had a little bit of mobility, he would be a outstanding quarterback. He has none, and because he's got an offensive line that does not help him out, he hasn't looked as great as he should be. Sure. It's not all on him though. But, you know, the Giants got the win today. They're second in a row. First time Giants won two in a row since 2016. Wow. Only the second time the Giants have scored over 30 points in their <laughs> yep. last 43 games. That's amazing. Much more to come. Mike Hill, Aaron Torres right here on Fossil's Radio. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. This year, Progressive celebrates six years and over 600 cars given to veterans. Giving thanks by providing independence for those who protect it. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Michael Aaron Torres back on Fox Sports Radio, also brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Oh, uh, you should see the way the Saints are treating the Eagles right now. <laughs> oh, they got a Bourbon Street hangover. Whooped. Eagle. Beat down, skull drug, hit to the white meat. Yo, you, you, you ever, <laughs> you're not used to that term, are you? I mean, I, I, I mean, it is Thanksgiving. Bust your head open to the white meat. You ever heard? Bubba, I've actually never heard that. Bobo, you ever heard of beat your head open? I, 
he busts his head open to the white I've been I've been abused by my mother plenty of times in my life. So yes, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, Aaron. That's an old a, saying. It's a phrase like when, in the urban community. Okay. With uh, people of a darker hue. Yeah. If you hit somebody hard enough, that the inside of their skin comes out, and you oh. see that yeah. white meat, the white meat. So you always say, "I'm gonna bust your I'm a, head I'm a, or your." Yeah. Uh, gluteus maximus to the white meat. Yeah. Learn something new yeah, every day. You know. So, yeah. The more you know. There you go, there man. You go. Hey, man. The this is star Saturday. <laughs> Schoolhouse bum, Rock. <laughs> Mike Hill, Aaron Torres. I'm so dumb. That's why they don't let me come here no more. <laughs> but I have so much fun. I've been busy, man. Hey, uh, Carson Wentz getting. Uh, it's time for Carson Wentz to come out the game, too. Oh, yeah. They they finally took Drew out the game. They're up 48 7. I, I, I guess they're going to punt. So I, I guess the Saints may just run the football the rest of the way. I would die if they had a fake punt, though. That would, I was hoping when they were up 45-7, to seven, after they went for it on 4th and 7 and got a touchdown, uh, I was hoping that, you know, uh, Sean Payton would run a, a fake field goal just to wear it out. The Saints are just imposing their will right now. As bad as the Eagles have been, this is still just more of a statement game for them. Well, you know what flipped me on the Saints? Like, obviously, after you beat the Rams, you're like, okay, they can play with anybody. But for them to go to Cincinnati last week, and I know Cincinnati's not good. I'm not saying they're a contender Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But you lose Dez the week before you get there. You think, okay, we have another piece to the puzzle. You're going on the road. You have this big home win. You're playing a Bengals team that needs a victory to kind of get themselves back on track. And you beat them 51-14. to Yes. That's when I was like, okay, this team... They are those guys, yeah. and you beat the Rams the way that they did. I mean, like like we discussed earlier in the show, it is hard for me to see a scenario where if the playoffs run through the Superdome, I, it's just going to be really, really hard to beat them. Saints with over 500 yards of total offense. Eagles under 200 yards of total offense. Carson Wentz picked off a couple times. Eagles not looking good. I'm, 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 the Eagles aren't making the playoffs this year. No. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, it's – as close as they are in the division, and they still have a great chance of winning the division now that Alex Smith is out for the season for the Skins, Adrian Peterson a little bit older, whatever. I know the Skins still lead the division. Cowboys only five. The Eagles only going to be like one, two games back in the division, I believe, after today. They just don't look good at all. No. I well, mean, I only think, like, even I'm trying to think of one win that they've had, and I'm like, oh, man, this looks like last year's Super Bowl team. Well, I, I can think of one. No, well, yeah, that don't count. <laughs> that, that, That's the in, only in, one. Anytime, anytime, anytime you're playing against the Giants, it's like another exhibition game. Oh, no. I know. And, 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 and what's, what's sad about the NFC East is that at 3-7, and seven, the Giants still have an outside shot yeah. at winning the division. Yep. How do you like this? The, the, the Rams had the Seahawks lost on Thursday night. The Rams could have clinched the NFC, East, uh, NFC West excuse me, tomorrow night. Wow. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the Giants still very much alive. Very three and seven. much alive. I mean, and, you know, in, in a sense, it's it's bad for football. The bad teams still have a chance this late in the season, three and seven. But then again, it's also good because, hey, we're watching good performances. Tampa's at three and seven after they started. What did they start? Two and oh, three yep. and one or something like that. And they've lost so many in a row. And now they're up and down well, with the quarterback. Jameis comes in and almost leaves. Jameis should be the starting quarterback next week. I don't care who it is. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, you just don't know what you're going to get with the guy. You remember who Tampa beat in week one, right? Who did Tampa beat? The Saints. How you like that? Oh, my gosh. How you like that? Wow. And that's when Ryan Fitzpatrick 
was incredible. That's when Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing for over 400 yards a game. It was the Saints' only loss, 48-40 final score. Wow. How about your boy Ryan Fitzpatrick? 417 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, his first two games were unbelievable. Ryan Fitzpatrick was being picked up on everybody's fantasy team. But then I said, hey, you know what? They call him Fitz Magic, but they also call him Fitz Tragic. You see both sides of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I don't have anything against the guy. I actually liked him when he was with the Jets for that one season. I saw him, met him in Baltimore for some award ceremony I was hosting or whatever. He was a really cool guy, really nice, you know, just a you know, happy guy. Sure. Happy go lucky. Went to Harvard, playing. Went to Harvard. NFL. Not bad. Love when, you know, early in the season when he, was, when he was wearing his Conor McGregor suits. Yep. You know what I mean? You know, the beard and all that stuff. Like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jameis is as many issues as he had. Now, it's up to Tampa now to go ahead and say, you know what? We're either going to rock with you, Jameis, or we're done with you. But right now, they need to see what he has the rest of the season. Sure. The Ryan Fitzpatrick, as good as he has appeared in certain games this year, that experiment, with the, he's not your future of your football team. I you took- have to see if Jameis Winston, and I know a lot of it has to do with his off-field behavior, but on the field, is he worth you taking a flyer on it, a, a chance on this guy of making sure that he's going to be your guy from here on out? Yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick, theme of today's show is older quarterbacks playing kind of Better than their age. Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, though, people don't realize, 35 years old. I mean, he's not a spring chicken. Nope. He is what he is. He's a good backup. He, he can give you a moment, you know, a, a season. He can give you a game, but he is who he is. And so I'm, I'm with you, whether it's Jameis, whether it's going into the offseason looking for your other guy, your next guy, you got to start making that move now if you're Tampa. Did you see enough out of Lamar Jackson today? I'm looking at the highlights right now. Uh, running the football, passing the football. You know how great he was at Louisville and what he was able to do there, dynamic. Shows some Mike Vick-type qualities today in a win against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I know the Ooh. Bengals' defense has been terrible lately. I know you're going. But did you see enough in him today that if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're like, okay, well, <sighs> probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Let's go ahead and see what we got with this kid for the rest of the year. Did you make that commitment? See, I didn't know if that was as far as you were going to take it. I was going to say Joe Flacco, another guy getting older. John Harbaugh, people are talking about, is this his final year? I believe they missed the playoffs. This will be the fourth straight year, potentially. Uh, Yeah, I think you have to give him a shot because right now, Pittsburgh, especially after that comeback win today, is running away with the division. Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough, right? Because Ravens are 5-5. and In theory, they're still in the playoff mix. Very much. But, again, they're another team. What have you seen from them that makes you believe that they're going to go on that run when – you know, whatever it is, four out of six, uh, you know, whatever it is. I, like, like it's it's the tough, like, they're right on the border where you could go either way. Mm-hmm. I'd still try to win games with Joe Flacco, but I would try to get Lamar Jackson in. And I would say this, too. I'd try to get Lamar Jackson in to be a quarterback because too many times this year I've seen them, they put him in, let him run, take him right back out. L- let's see what he can do with his arm. We saw that arm got him a... Heisman along with his legs, obviously. But right. the guy is a true dual threat is the point, is that let him do what he does. Give him a real opportunity if you're going to put him in. If you're going to play him, play him. Exactly. Let him do what quarterbacks do. Give him the whole package. He is the entire package. Obviously, with 117 running, 27 carries. 27 carries. Now, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay him. He's not a running back. 
I, I know a lot of his runs were design runs or whatever, but yeah, let this. You, you, you as a quarterback should not run the ball in the NFL more times than you pass the ball. Agree. This is not the SEC. Even in the Big 12, they pass football yeah, all the time. Pac-12, they pass football all the time. This is not where you got, hey, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't run the football. When he was Alabama starting quarterback, didn't run the football more than he passed the football. When Lamar Jackson was the quarterback at Louisville, he didn't run the ball more than he yes. passed the ball. Yes. So, you just, I mean, sometimes plays break down. As a rookie quarterback, you see one read, take off yep. run. You got to learn to stay in the pocket. He's running around. But one thing I do like about him is that a lot of times when he is running around behind the line of scrimmage, he's still looking downfield trying to find somebody. But maybe he needs to go through his progressions and his reads. I didn't obviously look at the entire football game, but a lot of times when I was looking and saw him running, he was on design runs. He even They ran the option uh, several times in, in his game. I mean, he's not the biggest quarterback in the world. No. It's like Mike Vick get hurt a lot because he's sure. a small guy or whatever. Lamar Jackson's like, a buck twenty-five with six rocks in his pocket. So what? You, soaking wet. I was gonna say, what do you think, Mike? So, so Baltimore five and five right now. Next two games: Raiders at home, at Falcons. Neither team playing particularly well, though. Obviously, the Raiders won today. I don't know how much that really means for the big picture. Do you do you go with Lamar Jackson? Do you stick with Joe Flacco if he can get healthy? I mean, what do you do? Because, like we said, still very much in the playoff picture. The Ravens right now, if the playoffs were to begin, they would actually be in the playoffs. Wow, okay. At 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They win the tiebreak over the Cincinnati Bengals. So there are, what, several teams at 5-5 five and five right now. Uh, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, and the Colts and the Titans also uh, at 5-5. Five and five. But the Ravens right now would win the tiebreaker uh, based on best win percentage against division uh, teams. Chargers got the fifth spot. Texans obviously had the fourth spot because they're a division leader. But, hmm. You got to play Joe Flacco then, don't you? If you're going down the street and you got guys, you still got veterans on your team. Uh, Suggs obviously still wants to win. Joe Flacco is your best bet to help you get to the playoffs if that's your goal. Lamar Jackson's got time. Lamar Jackson wasn't a top 10 pick. If he's a top 10 pick and Flacco's thinking it up, Okay, you go with it. Regardless. I remember the Giants one year when when Eli back in what was it, 2004 when he was drafted? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, when he was when he was drafted in 2004, I think it was 2004. When he was drafted that 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 year, Kurt Warner was the quarterback. That's right. Forgot about that. The Giants started off 6 and 3 that year or 5 and 3. I remember this. And they were still in the hunt and Kurt Warner wasn't playing Terribly bad. He had a the, the the thumb injury or whatever, but you know, obviously, he was still a good quarterback because he went on to Arizona and helped them go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but they decided, hey, Eli, it's time make this. We you know what? Forget about the playoffs. Number one pick right here. Got him. Let's play him. Mm-hmm. And they did that move. Joe Flacco has gone to Super Bowls. Joe Flacco has won Super Bowl for you. You know what I mean? Super. And when you got that experience and you got him still at quarterback and now knowing he's being pushed and hearing the maybe fires him up. And in this division, which is still very winnable, I know the Steelers got a three-game lead or whatever, but like I said, you're in the playoffs right now. Sure. And you never know what's going to happen. So if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not giving up on Joe Flacco. I'm not making a move right now to Lamar Jackson, but it's coming. Ralph Irvin, what you got, my man? Well, we got a final in New Orleans. 
where Philadelphia, well, they suffered the worst loss ever by defending Super Bowl champion. They lose to New Orleans 48-7. Drew Brees, 22 of 30, 363 yards and four touchdowns on the day. It was nothing but a beatdown. Meanwhile, in the desert. 35-yarder. Carlson measures it out. Snap, hole, kick. He's made it. He's made it. Carlson wins the game. 23-21. How about that? KGMZ and the Raiders radio network with the call as Oakland wins it 23-21 over Arizona. And in L.A. at StubHub. A kick to win it. Snap, placement, kick on the way. It is gone! It's over! Denver celebrates like I've rarely seen. And why not? They win over the Chargers 23-22. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, they're in the third quarter in the Lakers leading at Miami 74-59. Orlando up 80-73 over the Knicks. Washington getting beaten down by Portland. The Trailblazers up 71-48. And as they near the end of the first quarter, the Spurs leading the Warriors 33-25. Back to you. Appreciate that. Uh, shout out to uh, Happy David 67 listening in. Hit me on my Twitter account talking about my boy Eli. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not coming down on Eli. And, look, they won. Two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. First time in two years. Offense playing better. Shout out Saquon Barkley, by the way. But here's what he says. He said, for what it's worth, Eli's the only undefeated multi-Super Bowl winner with at least 4,000 yards, 40,000 yards passing and 300 touchdowns. Can I say something on that real quick? What's that? That feels like one of those, you fit the stats to fit your narrative. Thank you. Because how many multi-Super Bowl undefeated quarterbacks are there? Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> is what, and in the caveat of when they won in the even year, this it's like, no, man. Like, yeah. like That's why I always say there used to be a show on the other another network, ESPN, that I used to host called Numbers Never Lie. Sure. And they say, yeah, numbers never lie. But I'm like, they don't always tell the truth, though. 100%. They don't always tell the truth. So, yeah, you can always find some kind of fact to fit your narrative to help totally. you in your argument when it comes to if you want to make your point in a debate. You're always yeah. going to find something that's going to help you out. Well, I mean, the the most basic sports argument in the world, right? MJ versus LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go to what? Eight straight finals? I mean, what what he's done is absolutely unbelievable. But another person would say, but MJ never lost. Never well, MJ, lost. Yep. MJ, MJ did lose twice in the Eastern Conference Finals that no one talks about before he won those six rings. Mm-hmm. But, and this isn't an MJ versus LeBron debate in the middle of November, in the middle of football season, but I'm just saying, like, that's the classic example of you take whatever numbers you want, that you, you, you decide on the thesis before you look at the data to support it. You know, like, like the way that you're supposed to do this stuff is look at the data unbiasedly, mm-hmm. and then come to your conclusion from there. But in sports, we do the opposite. We say, no, Eli's my guy. And I've been watching Eli for 15 years. He's a Hall of Famer. And I'm then a, you, you find the stats to back I'm up. a gut guy, Aaron. I agree. I mean, like, the numbers are great. And, yeah, we could throw out all these numbers. And, like, man, look, dude, I, I, I'm like this. Derek Jeter is um, – people say look at his numbers and he's totally. overrated or whatever. He didn't play in the year. I, I know when he came up big, though, Can- when he came up clutch. I like heart. I like guys that 
come up when the, the spotlight's the brightest. So can I say, I think the dumbest narrative in sports, or the dumbest, I'm not an analytics guy either, I think the numbers help, but the dumbest idea in sports is that clutch doesn't exist. Like the people that say that, I'm like, That's, watch the games. Yes. Get away from your spreadsheet. Get away from your computer. There's no better example than Derek. We G. got too many fantasy owners out there. Agreed. Everybody, the, and look, you know, I understand there's room in the game for these analytics now, and uh, everybody's talking about the the metrics and, and the road of world and all that. Look, okay, that's fine. Yeah, get all that stuff and help you put your team together. If that's what your general manager wants to do, fine. I'm not a fan of it to be per se because I look at the eye test. Agreed. Is this guy the right fit for my team? You look at a guy, Draymond Green might not be. I mean, look, you, offensively, oh, yeah. defensively, everything he does. Sometimes it's the Tony Allen prime. Sure. Tony Allen. Every every team needs a guy like a Tony Allen sure. on their team. Somebody is not going to necessarily fill up a stat sheet or whatever, but the defensive things, not even the steals, not even the block shots, but how well you shut down the other player or whatever when you're in the ball game or whatever, and the, the heart and the soul, the hustle, the, 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 you know, and motivating the team, all that counts to me. But isn't that a perfect example of what we're talking about? You can't tell Tony Allen's value. Unless you're an old school sports guy like you and I, and yep. actually flip on that game, you got I gotta see it. Exactly, I got to see it. I want to see it for myself. And so when I see Eli Manning and out there, and I know it hasn't always been, so you can't throw out all these stats. He's put up great numbers and big stats, whatever. But I think even Jerry Rice said his his QBR this year is seven percent higher than his career average. <laughs> there you go. This year, and he's having a terrible. I mean, of so, course. And I'm, once again, I don't want to come. I'm not because he's my quarterback. And look, it, but but he's not as great as everybody because I've seen when Eli's done some things that made me. He's like, are you still a rookie? Uh, yeah. Are you are are you kidding me right now? But lately, glass half full. I know I'm going back and forth. I'm flip flopping like a fish right now. But isn't For what he's doing, one incompletion today. One incompletion, and the one incompletion was a ball that, you know, a little bit thrown behind Saquon Barkley. Barkley was wide open. He could have been perfect on the day passing the football. Most importantly, the Giants win, and Barkley was impressive. Three TDs. Three TDs running the football, once again, against Tampa Bay's defense. <laughs> so as, as much as I want to find something great, for the Giants, it's hard because they had a 31-14 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter, 17-point lead, and yep. they pretty much almost lost that game. Oh, for sure. It was-, it was so bad that they were up. I think they were up. They were up three. They were, yeah, it was 20, I think it was 28. Yeah, it was 28 to, I can't remember what it was. They had a three-point lead, and I said it was like two minutes to go in a game or four minutes to go in a game, and they – Scored when Barkley scored his last touchdown. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is four down territory because it was third and one, and they could have picked up a uh, first down on the two. I said, "This is four down territory for the Giants. They can't kick a field goal right here. They kick a field goal, they're gonna lose the lead. They got to get in the end zone to make it a two score game. And sure enough, they get into the end zone. Guess what? Tampa goes right back down the field, long touchdown pass, make it a three point game, and still had the ball late in the late in the game." You know, they, they had to drive the length of the field, and, and Jameis went through an interception at the end of the game. But at the same time, it took all of that for them just to hold on for the Giants. So, yeah, I'm happy that they won, but they still are a terrible football team. Oh, yeah. Horrible. It's just that the Buccaneers were more horrible today. 
I was going to say, if you're the Bucks, by the way, two best performances you've gotten is when you had to pull your starter to put in the backup in the fourth quarter. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick like three weeks ago, Jameis today. I'm just saying, if you're Dirk Cutter, just pull your starter at the end of the third <laughs> yeah. every single week. See yeah, what happens. Alternate the other guy. Alternate. That's all I'm saying. Back to wrap up the show. Take a look at the Sunday night football game, and of course, the big Monday night game tomorrow night. Right after this, Michael Aaron Torres back with you. Week 11, the NFL very special, but only certain plays can make our MVPs the most valuable plays from Week 11. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. MVP. Most valuable plays. Cowboys and Falcons. Second and two at the 23. Prescott under center. Hand off Elliott. Big hole up the middle. To the 15. Made a man miss. To the 10. To the 5. Walked the down. Touchdown, Elliott. 105.3 The Fan and the Cowboys Radio Network. Titans at Colts. Bucked under center. Zach Pascal in the game. They're going to quick pitch it left side to Jordan Wilkins around the numbers. They cut up field. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Jordan Wilkins. Touchdown. Touchdown. Jordan Wilkins from 18 yards away. And the Colts are dominating the football game. Colts Radio Network. Buccaneers at Giants. Second and nine from the 11. Fitzpatrick takes the shotgun snap. Sidearms one of his passes deflected and intercepted. Off the deflection. Ogletree's got it to the goal line. Touchdown. In and out of the hands of Jack Rabbit. And it went into the hands of Ogletree for a pick six. WFAN and the Giants Radio Network. Steelers at Jaguars. First and 10 at the 11. Game clock at 241. Then in the shotgun. He gets the snap. He looks. He pumps. He waits. He surveys. Throws for the end zone. A leaping effort in the end zone. And that is a touchdown. That is Vance McDonald in the end zone, pulling it in for a score from 11 yards out. He beat Talvin Smith with a leaping effort. The Steelers Radio Network. Bengals and Ravens. Second down and three at the Bengal 11. Jackson in the gun. Gives to Gus Edwards. Edwards up the middle. He's to the five. He rumbles in. Touchdown, Ravens. Gus Edwards with his first NFL touchdown. WBAL Ravens Radio Network. Eagles and Saints. Breeze under center. Ingram the tailback. Brings Josh Hill in motion from left to right. And Alvin Kamara back right to left. Hand off to Ingram. Out to the right. He's going to have all kinds of space. Mark Ingram walks into the end zone. 14 yards for the touchdown. WWL and the Saints Radio Network. Raiders and Cardinals. 35-yard. Carlson measures it out. Snap. Hole. Kick. He's made it. He's made it. Carlson wins the game. 23-21. How about that? KGMZ Raiders Radio Network. Panthers and Lions. Play clock at two. Matthews got it. Blitz comes. They pick it up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Baby, what a catch! Kenny Galladay, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! WJR 760 AM, Lions Radio Network. Texans and Redskins. Third and goal at the nine. Here's the snap. Smith looking, firing to the end zone, and it's intercepted. Brought out by Reed, and he takes it right side across the 40, the 50. The 40 of Washington. No one's going to get him. A pick six, coast to coast. Picked it off of the end zone. Shot out of a cannon and takes it 
for over 100 yards for six. KILT 610 Texans Radio Network. Broncos and Chargers. A kick to win it. Snap, placement, kick on the way. It is gone! It's over! Denver celebrates like I've rarely seen in a regular season game. An unbelievable comeback victory for these Broncos. KOA 850 AM, Broncos Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Guys are doing a hell of a job. That is unbelievable. This is Fox Football Sunday. Great job as always. Thank you to Chris Lindsley and the FSR editing crew with a great job on the MVPs. Once again, for Week 11, Mike Hill, Aaron Torres with you here to wrap up the show and uh, getting ready for Sunday Night Football, which comes on momentarily to Vikings. And the Chicago Bears atop the uh, NFC North Bears right now with a half-game lead over those Vikings who are 5-3-1 and one on the season. The Vikings, we were talking about this earlier, Antonio, uh, Antonio uh, Aaron. <laughs> I'm going to call you everything except Aaron. A-A-Ron. Um, could be the only team out there that, that <laughs> could give, <laughs> could give uh, the Saints a, a bit of a run or maybe a challenge in the NFC right now. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Obviously, the Rams are phenomenal, but we saw the Rams play pretty darn well at the Superdome and still not be able to pull it out. The Vikings, you would think with that defense, yeah, maybe on the right night, right tip pass, Drew Brees, like something would have to go heavily in their favor, but they do have those guys on defense to potentially make that move against the Saints. They have won four of their last five games. That one loss is a 30-20 to 20 loss to the Saints. And, of course, tomorrow, big game. Rams and the Chiefs, 8-1 teams, marquee matchups, could be a Super Bowl preview. Who do you like in that game? I like the Chiefs for what we've been mm. talking about. I know it's it's in L.A., but it won't. I don't know if it'll be a great home field because it was obviously a last-minute move. That Rams defense has struggled the last couple weeks. Saints, Seahawks, they're giving up a lot of points, a lot of star power on that defense, but they are giving up points for that reason. I like the, I like the Rams' home team, uh, emotional. Sure. Everything that's going on with the fires or whatever, they want to win in front of the, uh, the first responders and some of the victims there as well. So should be a good one. It's been fun with you, my man. Appreciate you, Mike. My man Jonas Knox and his muscles coming in next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes to get tickets now. 
CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.